1: Good this is Michelangelo, a.k.a. Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up.
2: to the ninja turtle power hour i'm spencer toon
1: I'm keith mcguffey and i am mike
2: templeton and this week we're skipping right to the news now you're gonna (laughs) know you're gonna have have to listen through the actual content first
0: oh all right fine
2: you have to listen to three mediocre episodes first yeah (laughs) talk about (laughs) the mediocre episodes first of the series Yes,
1: today we're doing episodes four, five, and six of season four. That's peeking Turtle, Shredder's Mom, and Four Turtles and a Baby.
0: Four absolutely riveting episodes of TMNT.
2: Mm -hmm. That's one way of looking at it. You know, honestly, I didn't hate these, actually. (laughs) I I didn't hate them either. Like, they they were all pretty decent episodes. I, I preferred the last two over number four. I prefer five and six over four. But, you know, we can probably get more into that later.
1: Yeah, probably first, uh, we need to describe these episodes for our faithful listeners. So let me tell
0: you a story. Jumping right into it, all right.
2: Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi.
1: All right, I'm up first. Uh, Let me tell you a story. This is Peking Turtle, Season 4, Episode 4, original air date September 13th, 1990 written by Antonio Ortiz and Carmela Ortiz. After playing a ball game inside the lair, the turtles tune in to April's news broadcast about a museum exhibit, a marble army of life-size warriors created to protect the world's largest pearl in the hands of a jade dragon. In Dimension X, Krang has also seen the broadcast and reveals that the statues are carved from rare, ionically charged marble. If he can activate them, then he'll have an army of unstoppable stone warriors at his command. Also, the pearl can be used to create a force field beam that could help them lose the technodrome for where it's imprisoned. Shredder brings the army's leader, General Chang, to life and sends him into the sewers with Rocksteady and Bebop. They stumble across the turtles finishing a basketball game with Splinter and the turtles are quickly outmatched by the unstoppable statue. They manage to lure the statue over an edge, shattering him. Meanwhile, Shredder activates all the statues and marches them from the museum. Analyzing a bit of Chang's broken sword, Donatelle is able to find out what Krang and Shredder are, are up to. Just then, April tips them off that the Marble Warriors are marching through the city, which Byrne Thompson is eager for her to report on. The turtles try to leave the sewer, but find the Marble Warriors placed at every exit. When they do eventually escape, they find themselves cornered by Rocksteady, Bebop, and four Marble Warriors whom they are able to defeat by using their wits. As Shredder prepares the pearl for use by Krang, the statues are sent out to kidnap April as a hostage, and the turtles are unable to rescue her. Leonardo has the clever idea to use the turtle blimp to rise above their enemies, allowing them to get into the museum relatively unmolested. As April's van is carried in, the turtles descend from the ceiling, and Donatello manages to dislodge the pearl from Shredder's device. The turtles Bounce the hot pearl like a basketball until the Marble Warriors are called in, forcing them to retreat. Leonardo uses the pearl like a bowling ball to knock down Rocksteady, Bebop, and the soldiers. And as the Shredder prepares to attack again, Donatello smashes the controller, returning the statues to their dormant state. Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady Rocksteady escape through the portal. Back in the lair, the Turtles are horrified when they see what appears to be the shadow of a stone warrior. But it turns out it's just April O'Neil bringing them a gift of a little uh, commemorative statue of the statues. The end. Wow.
0: I watched that episode. I literally forgot all that happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time. I, I watched them last night and this morning in the shower I was like, wait, what happened? During this
0: I told you. It's exactly yeah. what happened to me last week or last time we talked about these episodes. Yeah. But you know
1: what actually
0: stuck with me and has always stuck with me? Shredder's mom season four episode five september 14 1990 written by ted peterson and francis moss our episode opens with krang and the shredder demanding that all the governments of the countries of earth surrender to them when the governments reject krang and shredder set up a massive orbiting mirror in dimension x to bathe the earth in streaming heat the extensive heat causes the polar ice caps to melt and also starts to evaporate the world's water supply. When Shredder's mother hears about her son's plans, she decides to join in on the fun. The turtles have to get help from April's friend who happens to be able to fly a spaceship whenever he wants to, General Yogurt, and together they board a space shuttle to go to Dimension X and stop Krang and the Shredder. Before they leave, Splinter gives Donatello an abacus because the computers on board of the shuttle may not be as good as an old-timey abacus in dimension x the turtles end up in a radiation beam which disables the computers on board the ship however donatello remembers that he has an abacus that splinter had given him and is able to figure out how to get out of that destructive heat beam when they finally arrive at the technodrome shredder's mom has set up obstacles in the form of cardboard signs one of which leads to a control room but it actually leads to a garbage compactor Hilarity ensues eventually the turtles find their way into the real control room where uh, shredder's mom traps them in a force field donatello tries to con- contact the general to help them out but he ends up being captured by bebop and rocksteady because he had followed some cardboard signs as well learning from donatello that shredder's mom seems to actually be into him the general distracts her by seducing her and trapping her in a force field this gives the turtles time to escape and destroy the massive orbiting mirror the Turtles and the General then leave Dimension X and return home to Earth just as the dimensional portal closes. Shredder gets tired of his mom because she treats him like a baby, so he transports her back to the, her old retirement home. Back in the sewers, Splinter gives the Turtles a lesson about how faulty modern technology can be.
2: Yeah. Man, you, you forgot to mention that Krang seems to think that Shredder's mom has got it going on.
0: Uh, Yeah. What do you yeah. think? What do you think my "I Love Being a Turtle" is going to be about?
1: <laughs> is it just you reading your fanfic of Krang and you
0: turtle's know? Mom? I'm glad you brought that up because yes,
1: good because
2: I I got time. Honestly. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's get through our next episode.
2: Okay. Okay. Four babies. Sorry, not four babies. Four turtles and a baby. So this episode was written by Misty Taggart. Uh, It was released on September 17th of 1990. So in Dimension X, the war against the neutrinos is raging. To claim victory, Krang sends Shredder to kidnap the royal family. But before he arrives, King Zentar and Queen Gizla send their baby Tribble to Earth into the care of the turtles to keep it safe because, you know, war. The turtles struggle with watching the baby since it has telekinetic powers that it will grow out of one day. Uh, and also it's a baby, and they're teenagers. They decide that they need help, so they go to get it from April. Shredder arrives at the neutrino capital and kidnaps the king and queen, but it's only after bringing them back to Crane that they learn that the king and queen have a child, so the people will not surrender if there's still someone to take the throne, even if that person is a baby. Crane sends Shredder with a device to track the neutrinos, and he runs into the turtles while they're on their way to April's. He nearly gets away with the baby, but is foiled by the baby's telekinetic powers. The Turtles get away with Tribble and make it to April's. Shredder's device to track track Tribble is now broken, so he starts looking for her at baby stores. Meanwhile, the Turtles leave Tribble with April while they go to shop for supplies for Tribble. They find Shredder while doing so and uh, end up fighting him and chasing him off. April gets called into work even though it's her day off, but luckily Tribble has fallen asleep. April shoves the baby in her backpack, as all adults do, and takes her off to her broadcast. While she's broadcasting, Tribble wakes up and gets out and starts causing trouble in the studio. The turtles see it on a TV in a store window and go to help her. Just as they arrive, Tribble has managed to get out onto the roof of the building and is now falling from it. The turtles rush into action to save her, but it turns out That there is no need. She floats herself down with her telekinetic powers. Channel 6 now broadcasts an apology for the incident while holding the baby and reminds everyone to bring their babies down for the cute baby contest that they're going to be having there. Shredder sees this on a TV store window and tries one last ploy to abduct the child. Bebop and Rocksteady enter the building disguised as a mom and her baby, respectively, and Shredder is with them in a trench coat and fedora. Maybe he's supposed to be the father? I'm not sure. Anyway, they blow the disguise's plan uh, so the turtles are able to stop them from getting their hands on Tribble. They fight, the turtles win, Shredder and his goons run away, Zentar and Gizla escape from Krang, pick up their child, and let the turtles know that the neutrinos have successfully repelled the invasion. The end. Wow. Could you imagine four babies and a turtle though
1: you just be like <laughs> Michelangelo standing around like exasperated just at his wit's end he hasn't slept in 48 hours isn't
0: that the plot of a later episode is where, it where, the, where uh, three of the turtles become babies and Michelangelo's the only one that's uh, still a teenage turtle
1: oh I cannot wait for that if that's true
0: uh, it's definitely true and it's definitely coming up
1: perfect just perfect
0: So, uh, why don't we scoot along into our second time around?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Hey, uh, nice junk. So, Peeking Turtles. This is Antonio Ortiz and Carmela Ortiz's only writing credit in this entire series. I'm pretty sure they won some sort of contest.
0: <laughs> they they won the contest to write it write this episode or yeah ever to write another turtles episode again
1: to write it and they were given like a template <clears throat> and they're like all right just uh fill in you know crane needs x he gives shredder y the turtles stop it with a you know i mean yeah like this is a very <laughs> this is a
0: very by the numbers episode yeah. um you know obviously you know the terracotta army is a real thing you know from mm-hmm. ancient china And yeah, like ultimately, this episode is just—it's so by the numbers. It's instantly forgettable. Yeah, Yeah, like this
2: this episode is every trope. This is actually like an anchovy for me, but whatever. Yeah, Krang spots both a potential weapon to kill the turtles and something to help them get the Technodrome out of there with. one thing. So those are the two big things, and then on top of that, they go and they kidnap April. Like, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. like they didn't have to generic episode you could come up with yeah let's
1: not get too far into the anchovies the, the only other no i had is that they mentioned magic johnson
2: that's it and nothing else
0: i that was that that was an interesting like call out
2: <laughs> yeah yeah my my thing that i have is that the terracotta army thing is very similar to like the stone warriors in the 2007 movie where like they get brought back to life by putting little devices on their chest. And yeah, you know, there, there, there's some parallels there. Maybe, I, I don't know. It just, it gave me, it just reminded me of that. <laughs>
0: uh, you just, you just reminded me of my anchovy. So here, okay, let's keep going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got to get through it. All right. That's all I got. So we can get to episode. We can go to the next one then if everyone's done with that one. Yeah. Okay. So shredders, mom, Uh,
0: I very, Carefully, in my review, try not to say her name because she actually, in this episode, she doesn't have a name. Um, but Turtlepedia uh calls her Miyoko Saki. Okay, um, so the name apparently comes from like a script somewhere, okay. but she's but like I said, she's she's not actually named in the episode, but oh, sorry, uh, not um. Not a script. It, say, it says her name was never given in the episode, but instead, only in the official website synopsis of the episode, it was likely her name was given as uh, as that in the script or casting sheet. Which I don't think that I don't think that part's true, but because I in all you need is that she's Shredder's mom.
2: But Saki is Shredder's first name, but because he's Japanese.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so which is which is weird that they give her name as. Miyoko Saki yeah but I think this is I think this is around that time where like they didn't um like a lot of like we know that you know Japanese like their surname comes before their their given name mm-hmm. um so like we know that I mean honestly I learned that much later in life um I didn't know this then but I mean yeah. but that but that explains like why a lot of us kids, you know, growing up, we thought his name was Hamato and Yoshi was his last name because you know that's what we grew up with. So Oroku Saki is what we what yeah. we would know.
1: This is a pre Mulan America.
0: <laughs> well, Mulan's Chinese, but yes.
1: <laughs> also,
2: also like pre but yeah,
0: Fa Mulan. I get well, I get what you're going.
2: Yeah, that's where I learned it. <laughs> I, I learned it just from being a weeb, you know, like <laughs> watching anime, but.
0: Oh. I mean, but that's one of my things that, like, I, I that's one of my things that I like that later t- uh, turtles have done where, like, it's the Hamato clan mm-hmm. is the last name. So it's like Leonardo Hamato.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Something I noticed is they also called the, I don't know, is the United World Building really a thing or is that supposed to be like the United Nations building? It's supposed to be the United, United Nations. Nations. I think it's supposed to be United Nations. It's, it's supposed know. to be
0: United Nations.
2: So is United Nations like trademarked, and so they couldn't use it? Or... I think it, I don't know
0: if it's trademarked, but I think it's one of those things that like they just couldn't call it that for some reason.
2: Would that have been like? like uh, yeah, I don't because know. I
0: think like even because um, I first learned about the United Nations building from like the Batman sixty six movie.
1: Uh huh.
0: When all of the world leaders get dehydrated.
1: <laughs> yeah, they all become a little.
0: And I don't feel dust. I, I don't think they call it the United Nations building there either.
2: Huh? Maybe the maybe it is trademark somehow. I don't know. Is it seen as like a threat and like a negative thing? To, to I don't
0: I don't know if it's a threat, but I I just I don't know. I just I if you know out there, let us know yeah. <laughs> because this is going to make us stay awake at night.
2: <laughs> it, it really does. Like last night, I could not sleep because I was thinking about it all night long. Killing
0: uh. When the turtles fall into the trash compactor, that's yes. an
2: obvious rip
0: off. Not a rip-off. Homage to uh Star Wars episode four, a New Hope. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and Michelangelo says, Didn't we do this in another episode? And they did in season one, episode two. Yep. They get stuck in a, a room with uh, walls closing in on them.
0: But that wasn't the Star Wars parody like this one was.
1: True. Because like Donatello
0: Donatello like even picks up even picks up like a pipe and yeah. then like Tries to jam the walls, yeah, yeah. just like Han Solo did. Exactly. It's even, it's even like designed the same
2: way. Uh huh. It's like looks the same. Yeah. It's uh, on the tension level, everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh this is the first time that the turtles themselves ever went to Dimension X.
1: Yeah, did not that did not realize.
0: Yeah, did not realize that, that, you know, four seasons in, they finally go to Dimension X. Wow, oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh.
2: Four seasons in, and one of those seasons is a whole, like, whopping 40-something episodes. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's, like, none of those, tr- like, we got through four seasons before we finally got to, like, a villain's parents episode. <laughs> so, that's a, that was a little interesting. Yeah. Uh, but so my second time I remember, like, I, I remember this episode very well. I, But, like, it's, it's funny because, like, I remember this episode, like, vividly because, like, I remember the space shuttle and it's like, I remember, like, the space shuttle crashing. And it's like, I remember these little animation beats that I liked. Mm-hmm. And it was on VHS, uh, Ninja Turtles, four turtles and a baby. But I don't remember having it. I don't remember having this VHS. Hmm. And, like, I'm looking at the VHS cover, and actually now it's sticking out. I did have this VHS.
1: Mystery solved.
0: <laughs> Mystery solved. It was part of the Hollywood Dudes uh, subline of Ninja Turtles VHSs. So I did have this one. That's why I watched it so often.
1: Okay. Anything else on this? Or are we good to go to the Four Turtles and a Bebe? So, uh,
0: so the general, like, Turtlepedia says his name is General Yoger. I swear it was General Yogurt.
2: I'm pretty sure they say yogurt throughout the year. I,
0: I think they say yogurt, and I'm pretty sure the captions said yogurt.
2: Yeah, but that's probably just them just trying not to own the fact that this series <laughs> straight up just named a character General Yogurt. I
0: mean, maybe. Didn't I mean did think it was like really funny though that April's like, I've got a friend in, you know, in the military that can help us out? And it's like, this guy can literally just take a space shuttle to space.
1: Anytime. That's how it works, man. Like <laughs> Armstrong did the same thing.
0: I, oh, yeah, all the time, right. right?
2: Well, that's why I don't see pirates around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's and true. His, and his friend Buzz Aldrin were just like, Hey man, you want to go to the moon today? And they're just yeah. like, hey, man. let's let's do it. And, and they got that other guy to come with them, that third guy that no one
0: ever <laughs> the saw. third guy. Third guy. Neil Armstrong, yeah. Buzz Aldrin, and third guy.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. just like, Hey, third guy, come on, let's go. And and they got in and, and went off third guy's
1: whole job was like if something went wrong on the moon he was supposed to get the ship back to earth basically yeah like
0: <laughs> he's supposed to leave his buddies behind
1: yeah a hundred percent that was like they had to find someone with like that personality uh that instinct in his personality like finish the mission instead of saving your friends to be the
2: third guy <laughs> he's just kind of that guy that you know like wedges himself into this friendship that his two co-workers have for to survive yeah. work you know to get the time to pass and everything but he yeah. doesn't really have a connection with them like the other two do, you know right
0: yeah uh yeah Uh
1: wait I just, yeah. which one of us on this podcast is that person <laughs> oh man
0: let us know <laughs>
1: yeah yeah tell us if you, you both cut you out right, right now i would third guy <laughs> if you both dark right now I, w- I would continue the podcast on i would not even Second guess
0: <laughs> Well, you guys do that anyway when my computer cuts out.
1: So true, yeah. Well, half the time we don't even know you're gone until it's been a bit. We Spencer and I have been talking, and then suddenly you disappear, and you've been off for like we've been years.
2: talking too long.
0: <laughs> Mike hasn't shined. Chim- Mike hasn't interrupted us yet. <laughs> All right, four turtles and a baby.
1: <laughs> four turtles and a baby. Uh, this is the second time that bebop is dressed up like a grandmother.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, and. It's a different costume than the first time,
1: too. Weird that which, he has two.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird that he has two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, I a, if I had a nickel for every time that happened, I'd have right. two nickels, which isn't a also- lot. Which isn't a lot. But it's weird that it happened twice. Yeah.
1: We also the turtles get new disguises in this episode as well. They have like windbreaker jackets and ball caps.
0: Yeah. We I feel like we've seen this that costume before though. Like, cause yeah, we? I think I think so, but like, but again. I used to watch this VHS a lot. So mm-hmm. I like, I remember this episode a lot.
2: Yeah. I would also like to point out that Donatello, like that device he has to like play like it, alien channels. Like there's entire Rick and Morty episodes based off of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. interdimensional Donatello, cable. Yeah. Donatello, Donatello did, did it first. There's a part of me that wonders if that's partially where like the inspiration for it came from, you know, like who knows, but, it, it is weird that it happened twice. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, obviously, the episode is a play on the movie Three Men and a Baby. Yes. Uh, very popular 1987 movie. Ooh, I didn't know it was directed by Leonard Nimoy.
1: Oh.
0: Star Trek's own Spock.
1: It's. I mean, if I remember right, it's basically the same plot, right? Like, Dimension X Baby... Warring factions. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's it's telekinesis.
1: It's ex- yeah. Yeah.
0: It's exactly the plot of three men and a baby.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: That's also kind of like Willow. <laughs> you ruined the joke, Spencer. Anyway, moving
1: on. <laughs> you and your youth. You and your youth i do love it was willow.
0: an
2: old movie dude what,
0: I, I know i love willow <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love i'm willow glad it's, get, it's getting a sequel did you know that I'm, i did I'm so know that oh, mm.
2: i'm so stoked for that i got a my picture with warwick davis at in one of my conventions I'm oh nice fan of willow
0: nice i i remember like i found out it was coming out on blu-ray and i was so excited and i bought it because i was like my wife and i were like we had just started getting back into D and um we were like, oh, like, let's, like, let me show you this movie that I used to love that reminds me of, like, a DD d campaign, and, like, I bought it on Blu-ray, and then, like, Disney Plus came out, like, a month later, and was like, Willow's gonna be on it, and I was like, well, I didn't have to buy it, but I'm glad I did.
2: <laughs> Another thing to mention is that uh, the king, you know, Zhentar, looks like Elvis,
0: he even kind of talks like Elvis, but it's yeah. like that's that whole like daddy vibe that they mm, that the yeah. neutrinos that have. Um, so we didn't, so we found out that the neutrinos, like the neutrino capital city is Zoss.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then we have Zinter and Gizla, um, are the king and queen of the neutrinos.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't remember that was they came back in IDW, right?
2: Yeah. Like, so this is yeah. I was gonna announce that this was their first appearance because they do come back in IDW.
0: Which which is 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 neat that like I, I guess like I totally forgot that the, that these were the characters, like you know, Tribble the uh princess and stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean they shortened the name to Princess Trib. Yeah instead of Tribble, which Trib does sound better. Um so, I, you know I don't blame I d w for doing that. same with just kind of the redesigns for the characters, but they did it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but it, but it's 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 really cool. and like because i I knew like you know Dask, Zach, and Kala, but mm-hmm. like and i and i I should have remembered Zenter and Gizla. Um, but yeah, like it just it just made me love that even more, um especially the redesigns.
2: Yeah. Well, Zentar, Zentar I'm pretty sure they use. I'm not sure about Gizla. Gizla doesn't sound familiar to me.
0: Uh no, she's it's Queen Gizla.
2: It is Queen Gizla? Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. It's been a little while since I've read those. I think but the yeah. capital city
1: is something different. I don't think it's Zoss in the IDW series. It's like Smartha or something like that. It's it's a different word. It's a different nonsense word
2: for the capital, but different generic sci-fi name. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But anyway, it, but yeah, but, it, but it was, it was, it's such a cool thing. And it's like, you know, more credit to like, you know, Tom Waltz and you know, the team over at IDW for, I was already in love with it because they made the neutrino so cool. But then like having this little extra thing, like bringing these two characters that only appeared on this one episode and bringing them back specifically, like that's really cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think like, so Zinter in 87 has like this like little eagle on his belt kind of kind of design.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's the crest that Zen, that King Zenter has. Oh wow. I and IDW. I think. I, I gotta pull up the issue again.
1: It's a it's Smada City it is is the capital city.
0: Oh not nearly as cool as Zoss, but <laughs> you know I'll give it to him. But yeah, it's 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 a cool thing. You know the neutrinos are always so much fun anyway.
1: Yeah, cool to see them fleshed out.
0: Like it's it's weird that like the, the neutrinos are the aliens that keep coming back, because like Ninja Turtles has so many other aliens, but like the neutrinos are like the ones that like are constantly like in eighty seven at least.
1: You're chomping at the bit for more Polarisoids.
0: Uh, you know, I can go for another gripix or two. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Since Good Spencer can't go
0: for more gimmicks, is, let's go on other things that Spencer just can't take.
2: All right, yeah, let's talk about anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I, call law. However, I would say can't take, maybe a little bit strong. <laughs> <for anchovies. laughs> Cause I, 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 I mean, I can't,
0: that. I can't take anchovies, so. Um, so Peking Turtle, like we said, it's an instantly forgettable episode, yeah, like it's so by the numbers. Um the animation is the worst in this episode, and it it does that thing' like this is the Dublin, another Dublin episode um, a lot of a
1: lot of hard cuts to other it's, scenes, it's a lot yeah. it's
0: not even just hard cuts. It's the weird fade to black
1: yeah, that's what I mean, yeah that was that was yeah
0: yeah, it was like every every scene ends with a fade to black mm hmm Mm-hmm. and then a fade in from black and it's so off-putting and like distracting because like it, it's one of those things that's like you're never going to not notice it now so yeah um so i'm we probably have ruined that episode for you
1: um <laughs> well i usually so, like so i will often when i summarize an episode i will watch to the commercial break and then write a summary and watch the commercial break or write mm-hmm. a summary and then watch the ending and when they do all these like fade the blacks, so I'm like, well, where the hell was the commercial?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, where does the commercial
0: go in here?
1: Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> I just have to stop uh, it when it's around seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just kind of got to guess. Like
1: Dom and is in the middle of a sentence, but I guess I'll just stop now and summarize up to this word. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So, uh, okay. So so this is my one was Shredder and Krang like decide that they're going to, Make an army out of the terracotta warriors
2: mm-hmm.
0: and effectively make, you know, living rock
1: soldiers. Yes, I had that written yeah. down too.
0: When, yeah, it's like it doesn't make sense because they are in Dimension X. And as we see two episodes later in Four Turtles and a Baby, they are still in contact with the rock soldiers. Now, granted, you can make the case that the rock soldiers are busy fighting the neutrinos, but as we saw in a previous episode there are a ton of rock soldiers that were literally just waiting around for craig
1: yeah well and like er earlier in the season it was a plot point that they were trying to get into contact with the rock soldiers to help them so yeah craig's like i need an invincible army of rock soldiers
2: like dude you already have that man you already
0: like you literally already have that
2: yeah (laughs) i mean honestly why aren't they just moving a whole army to earth to take it over if they can just open a portal up back and forth man spencer (laughs) man man oh
1: man man oh man asking
0: the big questions here (laughs)
1: Uh, they're just so content being stuck on that that little planetoid that looks like it's from toe jam and
2: earl that they just Mm. cannot move we can't do that. We'll ruin the entire plot of this entire season, all right? We've got to get 40 episodes out of this. <laughs> oh, Atlanta.
1: Oh, that, Again, paint-by-numbers episode. But like this episode starts with them playing basketball, which is different than what they usually do, which is sitting and watching TV until April O'Neil comes on the TV. But even when they play basketball, they just do that until the basketball hits the TV and April O'Neil comes on the TV and explains what's going on. But they can't
2: get away from it. It's the only thing they can do. Yeah, uh, and like Splinter, when, when they're playing basketball, and he just like just starts like just dribbling off, like he's not even on the court anymore. He just is like dribbling. He just goes. He yeah. just goes somewhere. Leaves the room, and
0: like doesn't even say anything to them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just and it's like Splinter, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, and he totally double dribbles too. He goes right up to a guy, and like fakes a pass, and starts <laughs> dribbling again. And it's
0: like I, and it's like I get it, Splinter. Like, you know, you're. You you may not have watched that many you know, basketball games. Right. But like, why aren't you talking to the to the boys?
2: Yeah. He just like dribbles off. Like, and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, and granted, I, I kind of want to include it in I Love Being a Turtle because it's almost like a so bad it's good moment. You know, I, I have mixed feelings about it. It makes me laugh. And so I kind of like it. <laughs> but at the same time, it's so stupid. Yeah. yeah. God, i didn't uh, even think about how weird it was that he went off to
1: other parts of the sewer with it that's hilarious yeah, yeah it's, it's almost was like, sinister because the other guy's like wait what's what's splere doing what's going on it's like no he, just, yeah, like, he has no clue so, he's never seen hoosiers he has no every, idea
0: <laughs> everybody's just everybody's so confused yeah you know so it's like
1: and it like it never comes back around yeah like even when they get another ball at the end of the episode, they go bowling with it instead of playing basketball. it's like come on guys
0: uh, this, this episode this episode is just rough yeah is, it's and it's like April is so like all over the like why is April covering the story about you know the the terracotta army and the pearl and then it's like two episodes later she's we see that she's a desk anchor, and it's like <sighs> What is going on? Like how many people work at channel six?
2: Yeah.
1: A four. <laughs> it's just Burn, Vern, April, and Irma, right? Mm. Well, and,
0: and the two and the two other like anchor guys.
1: Oh, true. The guy with the hair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's there's the handsome, the handsome reporter or the handsome anchor man that Irma was gonna go on a date with. And then like the other main anchor guy. Yeah.
1: This is like if you're gonna show someone a single episode of Ninja Turtles, someone's mm-hmm. like, this is the entire series like this is that episode because every trope of this series in one yeah uh
0: i can't dunk on this episode anymore because it's just it's just like i said it's instantly forgettable Uh, i think
2: spencer's got one more Uh, a couple couple more things here just just okay so one is like it's okay
0: it's already dead
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's okay if the turtles like pizza you know, it, you know, and it's a normal thing that happens. But it's, like, when it starts feeling, like, really forced, like, it's, like, forced references, that's, when like, it's, like, oh, we gotta mention pizza, like, as much as we can, because it's the Ninja Turtles. Like, that's when it gets to, like, obnoxious to me and kind of overboard. Like, there's this forced pizza reference where, like, they're tossing around the Pearl and it's hot, and Mikey's just, like, they must have kept this in the pizza oven. And it's, yeah. like... That's the pizza reference that sent you over the edge. Like, it really was like it, it was just like a pizza oven. Like you could have just said an oven. Like, it's
1: like just, and it like, just had lightning shooting out of it. Like you know why it's hot, right?
2: <laughs> like, it's just like you had to mention pizza. Like you, yeah. you couldn't not mention pizza. Anyway, my last thing is that like they that
0: f- wasn't your last thing.
2: <laughs> this is my last thing. So they fight these terracotta soldiers, and they state that it's like the toughest like foe they've ever fought. And like it's like it's not Shredder, it's not Crank, it's not any of these other people, it's this terracotta warrior that they've brought to life. And also later on in the episode, they just start destroying them incredibly easily. Like it's it's not a problem anymore. Well, because that's, they
0: because they figured it out by then.
2: It's the it's the law
1: of inverse ninjas. Have I explained this before on the show? <laughs> yes, if there's few of them,
2: then they're incredibly powerful. If there's a lot of them, then they're super weak. Exactly. It's an inverse relationship.
0: All right. Uh i'm done it was it was how did the how did the terracotta warriors get extra arrows
1: yeah that was weird well and also like the whole thing was they could remote control the terracotta warriors and it's like krang you already have that also with the foot soldiers
0: yeah why do you need why do you need these terracotta warriors
1: oh man let's let's move on shredder's mom
0: shredder's mom um (laughs) i don't have a whole lot that i hate about this episode um i think because i've watched it so often like yeah i just i grew to love it um so i I really don't have anything i super hate about this one um because honestly it feels pretty epic
1: yeah, I didn't have a lot I hated about it either. I, I didn't quite think Shredder's mom needed to be there necessarily.
0: She she didn't she didn't need to be there because like this whole like this whole episode works without her.
1: Exactly. So like, My,
0: I think I think that's probably the anchovy right there. Yeah. You know, like she's she's inconsequential to the plot.
1: Yeah. My one little nitpick Anchovy was that General Yogurt, like he's he's a pilot. He's got the brown jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know where you're going. Block of blonde hair, and he doesn't get turned into a stuck
0: I know. I and so that's the thing. So like when I remember having this conversation with my cousin when I was younger, uh, and, then, and it vividly came back to me last night. I texted him about to see if he remembered. He didn't, but um, <laughs> it was like, I was like, this guy was gonna, this guy had to have been a stuck. Like at some point they had to have wanted to turn but even ace
1: like duck. the origin story of the toy of ace duck is that he got like caught in a beam from dimension x and turned into a duck and like that's exactly. what happens in this episode
0: exactly so it's like this should have been ace duck
1: yeah absolutely
0: but yeah this wasn't that's the biggest anchovy right there not shredder's mom also like shredder's mom like she doesn't sound like an old japanese lady she sounds like an old jewish mother
1: Well, and she's from Fort Lauderdale somehow.
0: Which they say Fort Launderdale?
1: Yes, I noticed that too. Just like they didn't say yogurt.
0: But yeah, okay, so so they say Fort Launderdale, like laundry. But but the sign says Fort Lauderdale. It doesn't say Launderdale. Right. It's so stupid. (laughs) It also is a retirement home for retired villains, which implies that Shredder's mom was a villain.
1: Ah, there's a wrinkle,
0: and so it's like,
1: that's so Shredder was chap.
0: always, so Shredder was always going to be a villain at some point. Then apparently, and then also, also, why is she retired in Florida instead of Japan?
1: That's what I'm saying, it's making sense? The
2: beaches? I don't know.
0: I mean, like obviously because like Florida is known as like a retirement hub. You know, people go to Florida retire, and that's the joke. Mm. But it's like shredders a japanese man (laughs) like so it's presumably his mother is from japan and why just why would she retire to florida
2: maybe she's secretly into that miami life i I don't
0: know i maybe yeah well no fort lauderdale remember
2: yeah but you know she visits miami on the weekends there you go (laughs) my my biggest thing is like what was up with the abacus like it was so out of place and weird,
0: but also this is where I learned what an abacus was. <laughs> so, but it's also
2: like, it at least
1: comes back instead of like all the other stuff that we've seen. With, but that's like, the
0: thing is like the, the, the
1: basketball the, and the unplugging the machine and never like, t- saying that Michelangelo needs patience. And then like the whole show goes on and that never comes back around. Like at least they use it again, but you're right. Spitzer. like why?
0: But like, because well, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is with the abacus, like it only ever comes up the one time. And like the and the lesson, quote unquote, of the episode is that like you can't always trust modern technology. And that's like that's Splinter's big lesson. Mm-hmm. But it's like it only comes up the one time.
2: It's like you can't always trust modern technology, but you know what an abacus like requires it requires trusting your own freaking human brain, which you know, mine isn't that fantastic either. And it's like
0: thankfully, Donatello, <laughs> thankfully, Donatello knew how to use it. <laughs> Because like if I got handed an abacus and was told, "Hey, don't trust modern technology," I'm going to be like, "Okay, am I supposed to trust this thing too?" Yeah, (laughs)
1: right.
0: (laughs) Like I, like,
1: yeah, because you realize that like at one point that was modern technology.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't figure out how to control like you know how to how to how to turn, you know how many degrees and you know update your thrust in a space shuttle with an abacus. I'm not saying you can't do that. (laughs) <laughs> but just the fact that Donatello knew how to do that under the intense pressure that he was under already because they were burning up alive. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that's where my suspension of disbelief would, with Teenage yeah. yeah, Mutant. It is show about, about mutant
1: there. turtles traveling to another dimension to line. punch a sentient brain in the face. Yeah, abacus is
2: where I draw the line. That
0: was that was my pizza <laughs> oven reference.
2: <laughs> For me, it was it just felt super like random and just like out of pocket, you know? Like Splinter's just like take this abacus, like I don't trust modern technology. And he's to tell and, us and his life thing, like,
0: it wouldn't it wouldn't feel so weird if it came up again at some point, if like if there was some other lesson about like modern technology failing them, but it never does. It's literally the one time. And then, like, Splinter makes a point of it again at the end of the episode. And it's like, huh?
1: It's yeah, like I it's... said before, that, like, they need to, like, they need to educate a little bit to to yeah. qualify as educational programming. So, like, this episode, it's like there are abacuses. In the last episode, they talked about the pearl and how it's made from oysters. And it's actually, like, an infection of an oyster. They just mentioned it real quick. It's like, oh, hey, we taught the kids something. Now mm-hmm. we can just, like, sell toys, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: well it's kind of like how as well, because like this season was made to like be okay for to watch in Europe, but the hero turtles and so like d- like Michelangelo never unsheath his nunchucks, even when they pose. I
0: was gonna I was yeah. gonna say, so, yeah. they, so they even so they well, they even um I can't remember if it's this episode or it, it's one of these three episodes. They show Michelangelo's nunchucks on his back.
2: Yeah, they're in his belt. He just never unsheaths them, never but, he
0: never, them but he never brings them out. He brings out the turtle line.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I found that interesting. <laughs> Uh, my last thing is that there was like simply a door for them to just like walk out of in the trash compactor. Like they're like, oh no, we trapped. And there's just like a door just right there for them to just walk I mean,
0: out. To be fair, that's how they did it in Star Wars.
2: But in Star Wars, they needed like three, like R2 D2 to to stop everything and like open that door from the outside because naturally humans aren't going to end up.
0: In no, the trash no they never they never show you how to get the door open.
2: Oh, well, in, I imagine Star it's R2-D2. Wars. I imagine it's R2D2 and the door has like an auto lock on it if it's running. Well, or and don't they go through the door and they're right like in the main office where yes. Shredder and Krang
1: is? So, like, yeah. presumably that was part of the trap. Okay, sure. But like, that also means that Shredder and Krang put their office right next to the garbage can. The, the, that thing's like street. 80. Yeah, that thing's like 80 stories tall. It's got, it's, you know, it, it almost flattened all of New York. They put, the only space they could put the dumpster is right next to their office. Come on.
2: Anyway, that's all I got for that. You know, I already mentioned how Shredder's mom. Oh, I guess I guess I didn't mention it. If her, but his mom, Roku Saki's mom, calls him a Roku. Like it, it, calling your children by their last name. Yeah. Is like, well, so that so goes back to
0: what we. Were, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, like how she's not, or like back then when they did these kind of cartoons, like that that wasn't. A thing for kids yeah like that was that wasn't that wasn't common knowledge for american kids yeah because obviously like you know and you know other countries where that happened like people knew you know your last name was your first or your last name was pronounced first
1: yeah so like to us like oh yeah his first name's a roku it's a pre-mulan america
0: (laughs) and then so yeah so later on you know when when Especially, and, and so that's why, like, it's funny to me. Like, when I was reading Mirage, you know, on this podcast for the first time, like, you know, and you have like Oroku Nagi and Oroku Saki, and it's like, oh, they did that in Mirage.
2: Yeah, they knew. <laughs> they at least knew. it wasn't in Kevin and Peter's fault. Uh-uh. It was
1: Fred Wolf's fault. Yeah, actually, so I, I bought that last Ronin like concept art book, uh-huh. and uh, the enemy is listed as Hiroto Saki. Not Oroku Orotu.
0: No. Yes.
1: Uh, no. Yeah. Like it's been too long for us to keep making that mistake. But
0: and is that one of Kevin's notes or
1: I believe so. I'll I'll have to find it and in- send so you guys a screenshot. Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh last episode, last four turtles in a baby. God, we're still in anchovies.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're still in anchovies.
0: <laughs> oh, four turtles and a baby. Um uh ultimately like this is kind of a boring episode i like it but it's it's boring because it's like i'm so tired of like we got a wacky baby plot
2: yeah we got this wacky thing that came to us from dimension x and now we gotta figure i guess that's another trope is like this wacky thing shows up from dimension x that's you know causes all sorts of hilarity and we must yeah i mean it's
0: not even just wacky thing it's like we have like these four guys who shouldn't be taking care of a baby are taking care of a baby. Like that's a, that's a thing in I mean, sitcoms and TV shows.
2: But at least Donatello puts it in a baby carrier. April throws it in a backpack. Oh yeah, <laughs> which like, means it, that the turtles <laughs> are better at taking care of a baby than April is. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, yeah. April's so put that out
2: there. <laughs> a single.
0: April's a single boss lady living in you know downtown New York. Like she don't she doesn't have time to worry about kids
2: but they're teenage mutant ninja turtles (laughs) yeah
0: they probably watch more tv than she does so they they probably at least know a little bit but yeah you're right like the turtles the turtles definitely like take care of the baby way better than april does um and i just a lot of the bits with the baby like just go on too long uh like the whole scene where like april has to like has the baby in the duffel bag and she like throws it to Irma and then like goes to the news desk like immediately like doesn't even go through makeup just runs and does it and it's like that whole sequence with the baby um, like messing around while April's trying to do the newscast just goes on forever yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like I think that's where I started zoning out in this episode like I I had it on and and I was like lying on the couch watching it but, like, I just couldn't stay focused in it. I think I was just messaging people
2: and I was like, yeah. yeah. My, my big thing, and we kind of already mentioned this earlier, we kind of covered this earlier, but like, Krang is still in charge of his armies. But, like, yeah. he's stuck. He's stuck in Dimension X. Like, his, his Technodrome cannot go anywhere. But he still has like contact with all these armies. Like, no one can grab the parts and like get the stuff for his Technodrome. It, yeah. yeah. It, do, it literally makes zero sense that they're stuck. <laughs> yeah, especially because we
1: saw his whole army like flying around the wormhole that he got into Dimension X from uh, at the end of season three. It's so, like we know we, they have flying machines too. Yeah. So does does he
2: really even need the Technodrome to like lead an invasion? Like he's got a whole ton of
1: ships. Like how yeah, powerful like, is this thing? Here, here's my theory. I mean, granted, here's but, my theory. Okay, go ahead. So, and I, I mentioned this uh, probably the end of season three that like, they have this giant war machine and all krang wants to do is like literally run things over and crush them my theory is that someone like told krang like you have to crush all of you hu- of humanity and he doesn't take that as like a metaphor he's like oh i literally have to physically crush all of humanity so i need this wheeled a vehicle i can't use any of the spaceships or anything that's not going to work i need to roll over every single human before they'll submit that's my theory. That's my working theory.
0: Uh, you know what? I think, <laughs> you know, to quote uh, Donatello from *Secret of the U*, is not quite ripe yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, it's, that's the that's the thing that makes the most sense so far. You know, that's that's the closest we've gotten to feeling that pothole. hole. So <laughs> I can figure.
0: But yeah, it's
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Guys, this episode is like it's such a trope of a plot that this isn't even the first telekinetic baby to come through. From Dimension X, they did this with the Gribbix earlier. It was a yeah. tiny little thing with telekinesis
2: that came through from Dimension X. It's almost kind of like you know some other neutrinos babies ended up getting in the care of the turtles that they have to take care of until they come back, you know, type thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: But but out of the two, this is the better. Of, this is, this is, this episode is yes. much better than this
2: is uh, better than the Gribbix I agree. I agree, with I agree.
1: Yeah. Would you say that we like it better?
0: Uh, I would say I got a couple things that I like. So let's talk about those.
2: Oh, I love being a
0: turtle. Like <laughs> quiet, Like
2: quiet. quiet. So quiet. even from the time I was a child, like oh, there's something about statues coming to life and moving. I'll always like statues coming to life and moving. You know, <laughs> just, even, a, just something even about so, those statues. Even just outside those of the seven series, like there's something where you see moving statues, like Night at the Museum, when you got like the Egyptian statues moving around. Like there's just something about moving statues and like hearing, you know, like the rock clacking and everything else. It's, it's just fun. It's just satisfying.
0: Yeah. yeah like so there, it's like ASMR, but really good. It's really ASMR. Cause I know like joking around, like I love um, the sound of uh, stormtrooper armor, like clacking. Uh-huh. And so like, yeah, like this gives that same kind of vibe.
2: Yeah, like the clacking or like stone grinding against stone as they move and you know they're just a, a living statue
0: yeah like it's it's really good um and they're they're constantly like doing it so like when the tur- when like the statues like unsheath their swords or like they pull out arrows you can he- they they added the sound of the scraping
2: mm-hmm. um, like
0: the the stone scraping which was really good and didn't like um it it didn't get annoying Um, Whereas like a similar example would be like, you know, those early episodes of the Simpsons where like the sounds of their footsteps were very loud. Oh yeah. Um, Like this this didn't get annoying. Like that gets annoying. So uh, props to them for that episode. Uh, This episode did have a gag that I really liked. Um, And (laughs) it Leo, I, I forget what he says. But Leo turns to the camera after making a joke and he's like, and you thought the other turtles made the witty remarks.
1: Yes. I forget what he says too, but I, I remember <laughs> that joke. Yeah.
0: It's like Leo, I I you had your moment and I forgot your moment, but it was such a funny, like <laughs> it was such a funny out-of-character thing for Leo to do. And it was just yeah. like, yeah, it was good.
1: Uh the one note I have for this episode is that there's only one plot. There's yeah, there's like, no
0: there's no B plot.
1: There's yeah. oftentimes they put too much into every episode. This one just kind of like yeah, we're getting the statues
2: and yeah, and the statues have a pearl and we're taking that too. They were able to sew all of the tropes of like the most basic Ninja Turtle store like you know episodes and sew it into one plot. Good for them. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> they didn't have to make it too complicated. Like I said, I'm pretty
1: sure they had a template. <laughs> fill out these variables in the episode writes itself you know it's almost like a mad libs yep. type thing going yeah up. yeah exactly there's a new submarine crane needs a submarine because the propellers will help the technodrome he gives shredder a harpoon gun to get the submarine you know like yeah crap like that
2: yeah they the you know the submarine also has a missile launcher that will be great for killing the turtles yeah guys let's
1: write a let's write a turtle story we can do this <laughs> we, we're just
0: we're just gonna madlib a turtle story right here on the air basically i mean
2: we're All halfway right. there right you uh, know but uh the turtles need to get in range of the missiles and so they need to kidnap irma to uh get the turtles to come so that they can shoot them with the missile
1: right <laughs> we're, uh, we're having to play there.
2: soccer <laughs> yeah
0: Right, uh, we'll we'll workshop this. Well, you know what? I think that'll be a fun segment for us to do one day. We're just we're just gonna we're gonna mad lib a Ninja Turtles
1: episode. Absolutely. Let's do it. Anything else for Peeking Turtle?
0: No, I yeah.
1: All right. I gotta got try everything like
0: Shredder's mom, is that I love this episode. Uh I watched the hell out of it out of this tape, uh when I had when I had that VHS. Um it's silly, it's stupid, but also like Like I said earlier, it it feels very epic because like it's the first time the turtles go to Dimension X themselves. And like, you know, it's there's like the Star Wars aspect, like the them going to the Death Star. You know, it's it's really cool. And like them breaking into the Technodrome is like is a really epic thing, and it's like it just keeps ramping up and, and
1: I like that. I had the same thing written down. Very Star Wars, and I always love when they raid the Technodrome.
2: Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's always, I don't know, you kind of mentioned that the villain's mother episode was a common thing, but I, I don't see it super often. So, you know, it's one of those things where like you get to see their, their mom, and it's just kind of like one of those things that you never think of a villain in context of like, I don't know, as, as a human being, you know, that has parents. And so when you see like their mothers or something like that, it's always interesting. Granted, you know, insane in the membrane from the 2003 series did it better, but <laughs> nonetheless, it, it is interesting to see a villain's mother and, and you know their parents and kind of see them as a human being so you know it's interesting and kind of funny you know they made yeah, it really fair. funny for this episode
0: but yeah like ultimately like out of the three this is the best one hands down
2: i thought so yeah
1: all right four turtles and a baby i love that all this neutrino stuff is awesome the idw series yeah it's like I think, way better in there you know yeah
0: i I think, yeah, I think I kind of buried the lead there. Like, Hmm. all the Neutrino stuff is done better in IDW. Um, And I I guess the only thing I really like is that these characters came back in IDW. (laughs) Other than that, like... Well, it's kind of cool
1: to see, like, the Rock soldiers are still fighting (laughs) the Neutrinos. Like, we've heard of it, but this is, like, the first time we've really, like, seen it in Dimension X.
0: Yeah, it just... I think it's kind of... I mean, granted, like, I didn't expect them, like, killing the Rock soldiers or anything, but it was just kind of, like, they're just dropping, like, paint bombs on them. And it's like, is it was it paint or was it just goo? Uh, yeah.
2: Whatever it was, I think Trag said it tasted bad.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, like it, it tastes awful.
2: Yeah, well, and the, uh, I mean, never mind. We're not talking about anchovies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's uh, a great bit in this episode where uh, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady are just like at a baby store just like looking in people's uh, strollers to see if they have the neutrino baby. Oh, I know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Hilarious enough already, but then Shredder sees this really ugly baby, and he like gives his condolences to the lady. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry for your ugly baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so funny. Like, right the the line readings in these episodes are, are also really good. Like, everybody's having a good time and, like, making jokes. Uh, I love it.
2: Yeah, it's good stuff. There is something that I kind of like about the idea of, like, a baby of a species, like, having superpowers that they grow out of. Like, granted, I also wonder how on earth a species could evolve to have that, like, because I I feel like you wouldn't last long as a species. But, (laughs) you know, when your babies are more powerful than you are.
0: I've I've seen, I can't remember what show I've seen it in where they've like, it was that I've seen that concept before
2: there's twilight and, zone episodes about it <laughs> it's like oh yeah
0: it's like you know our babies evolved this power specifically because you know we like the parents aren't around to be able to take care of them or something um and so like that was the reason why they evolved that spe- specific power and i thought that was a neat explanation yeah. um i don't remember what show that was that i got that i saw that in
2: but yeah, it's one of those things where it's just kind of weird of like, why would you grow out of it? Like, if this is effectively protecting you as a baby, it would still effectively protect you later. Anyway, if you think about it too hard, it's it's weird. But, you know, I, I like getting into like weird alien concepts of like, oh, yeah, this thing develops, you know, these these creatures or whatever from another planet these will yeah. develop in a totally different way than we do. You know, when they're babies, they have superpowers that they grow out of. You know, it's it's just a fun, interesting concept. I like it when aliens get alien, you know.
0: yeah Yeah, and it's like the the neutrinos especially are are really cool and as like our resident alien that keeps coming back in this show like it's it's always cool to see more about them
2: it was yeah like, like i said before it was really interesting to see like the the planet and the whole war happening there and actually going on i liked that i i don't know if i can get behind like the whole neutrinos like being the 1950s gimmick
0: oh yeah like that shit gets old very quickly yeah,
2: yeah. like it's it's got i'm
0: old. okay with i'm okay with their designs being that but like the the speech gets old very quickly yeah and it's like in that aspect i'm glad that neutrinos only come up in a couple episodes but uh but that that's that's everything we like for these episodes i think so
1: guys How you run in the middle nothing
0: uh, yeah, episodes, like, I like, yeah. like I said, like, these, these aren't episodes of, of things that we haven't seen before in Turtles, but I mean, they're far from the worst episodes we've ever yeah. seen,
2: yeah, definitely. I think it's so, like it's just
0: one, one forgettable one, one like Shredder's Mom is the best, and then like, yeah, another just kind of by the numbers, Turtles. So it's like
2: inspired yeah. the Eddie W book at least, so
0: yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And I actually did kind of, I don't know, I think that I actually liked four turtles and a baby the most actually for me really yeah Like, it, i don't know it was just it was just more different than a lot of the stuff we've seen and so i i kind of liked it for that like we've already kind of seen the technodrome be the death star uh and stuff and i don't know shredder's mom just really kind of for me covered up a lot of everything else and kind of got in the way of the story but, yeah i
0: mean like she oh it, that's what kind of stinks. like she's ultimately the weakest part of that episode
1: mm-hmm. what what happens to her she just gets
0: she just gets sent back to the retirement home because like she's still like bossing Shredder around. That's and right. She like like, goes through a
1: portal to he yeah, he yeah, like okay. he like
0: just teleports her back back to Earth and then like she gets teleported in like the middle of like an old like old people playing golf. She like steals the golf club from one of them, like makes it a shot and then like walks away. Yeah, that's right.
2: Croquet. It's all coming back to me. Yeah.
0: Oh, croquet, okay. yeah.
2: Yeah. So I don't know, like the four babies and a turtle, like I said, you actually got to see the war happening and things like that. And so even though it probably created more plot holes with the fact that like Krang's still in charge of his army and can contact them and all that stuff, it is the better version of the Grivix episode, I guess. But like, I don't know, you know, you got to see them like sending a baby to the turtles for them to take care of.
0: Yeah, no, you're right.
2: That's right. It wasn't. Wasn't was all the, plan nine from outer space or plan six, excuse me? Wasn't
1: that all about how he couldn't get in contact with his rock soldiers? Yeah. Here he just contacts them. We
2: can't go back to and Chubby's. We got to move on to no, the next yes. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, I like that episode the most because it did just, it, for some reason, something about it just did feel different than what we normally yeah.
0: see.
2: And that's no, kind of so, what no, you're, like, you're right. 87 series.
0: You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right, guys. Keith, sing us in. <clears throat>
1: April O'Neil, Channel Nine News. Uh,
0: Channel Six News. All right, so opening up, opening up in the news. Uh, as of today, February twenty third, uh, twenty two, season two of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Turtles has finally dropped on Paramount Plus. However, not in uh, the correct story order I think they dropped an air date order which some of the episodes did air out of order um, and then also Weird. I think uh, I have not personally watched them yet but I've seen people talking about it online um, there is an episode at the end of season 2 that was cut from broadcast um, and it is not available on Paramount Plus I have not confirmed this yet
2: um, I saw someone with a screenshot of it
0: so basically what it was it and because i remember this episode being cut too from um because i i would watch it on the nick app back when the show was airing
2: uh-huh.
0: um, there's a lot it's uh, hidden city adventures part three and four um where you kind of get more context of like baron draxon's change and then like his relationship with hamato yoshi and like their change and then there's a line in there and I, I know why it was cut. Um, there's a line in there where Michelangelo like makes a wish at a wishing well, wishing that his two dads would get along. Mm. And so that it just happens to be the episode that is not available. Mm. Which sucks because obviously that that there's no reason that should be cut because a lot of kids have two dads. Um, but it just it it really sucks that that episode's cut because it also cuts a lot of character development for those characters. So,
2: yeah, it's but, interesting.
1: But yeah, I'm glad uh, it's at least available. I, I've been.
0: I mean, I, I'm I, ultimately yeah. Ultimately, I'm glad that season two of Rise is available now, so now people can actually finish the show. Um, if you have Paramount Plus, there's a free seven day trial, so go check that out. If you don't want to subscribe, um, but ultimately like, there's good stuff on paramount plus plus Plus, you got all of 2003 which everybody loves anyway so go ahead
2: yeah but also the other thing i will say to paramount plus is make the ninja turtles selectable avatars for my profile <laughs> yeah Thank i think
0: you. i i so i use my, it
2: I use can't like, be rev- that hard no it can't
0: it's a, it can't, it's a it, jpeg it shouldn't, right? it shouldn't be that hard it shouldn't be like it's like disney plus adds new avatars all the
2: time and they've got like the weakest selection, you know, like yeah. the best one is Aang and like that's who is my avatar currently. Uh, but Mine if Ninja Turtles, it would be the Ninja Turtles.
0: Mine is Peppa Pig. <laughs> so.
2: You know, like normally I'm totally against bullying and really annoyed with like fangtivism. But maybe, maybe we should cyber bully Paramount Plus into adding the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's, adding more. it's a worthy cause. <laughs> all right
0: well while while we while we workshop that campaign uh what else what else do we got in uh in news before we get to the big stuff
2: i just want to say that was a joke don't don't yeah don't don't yeah (laughs) we don't condone cyber actually cyber bully them thank you um oh man what do we what do we delve into at the toys first well no i say
0: what do we do oh Oh, we, we, we we got comics yeah, yes so in, yeah, last ronin. in
1: comic news uh the last ronin issue five has been delayed again mm-hmm. uh release date now is april 20th 2022 yeah, 420 nice nice uh, you're right
0: hey uh but yeah so bummer we found that out literally just before we recorded um tonight that it got delayed so Pfft, bummer yeah Um, I'm not going to stop
1: you from buying
0: it. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, if it's going to stop you from buying it because it's delayed another month, like, were you even, did you even care at that point? (laughs) Like, why would you get four issues into this story and then decide because the fifth issue is delayed again? The final issue. The final issue. Like, why would you decide that's the, you know, why is that your pizza oven? (laughs) 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 Like, why is that where you draw the line? but yeah so unfortunately yeah delayed another month um but you know we we know they're going to give us the best possible book they can
2: yeah so you know still excited for it bummed of course because you know i i really i've been anxiously awaiting it you know and it sucks that you always have to wait longer but at the end of the day it's okay
0: yeah like you know it's it's gonna come it'll be here soon
2: Usually a scheduling delay kills a
1: comic book, but it's only made me thirstier, stronger, more, more wanting,
0: <laughs> more, more resilient. Yes. All right. I can't, I can't contain myself any longer.
1: Yeah. So you listen up to now. Oh. Enjoy another hour of toy news. <laughs> Cause there's a lot. There's a there, lot of
0: stuff. Okay. So we talked about it last week, uh, toy fair, um, the actual convention in, New York what didn't happen this year, but uh, NECA and some other toy companies weren't going to let that stop them. They all had their own online presentations over the weekend, and who boy, if you've been following us on uh, on Facebook and twitter uh, and instagram you you saw what we're going to be talking about um, just the announcements out the wazoo um I don't even know where to start with these because it was like there was just there were so many yeah. um. I mean, obviously, okay, so we'll start with NECA. Um, NECA kind of split their announcements. Uh, They had on Saturday, they had the announcements with Pixel Dan. Um, And so Pixel Dan, actually, no, got to go back to Friday. So Friday morning, uh, Playmates came swinging out the gate first uh, by announcing that they're doing a uh, PX-exclusive the last Ronin figure. So this is technically the first last Ronin action figure out the gate. Um, it is going to be in the classic Ninja Turtles style. So about four and a half inches tall um, with loads more articulation than what the original like Ninja Turtles figures have. Um, but it's like all decoed out and everything. And there's a cool chase variant that's all black and white, which I thought was really neat.
1: It does look pretty cool. I I pre-ordered it myself um i might not keep that given what else has come out but it looks really cool another thing i think is cool about that is uh michael dooney on instagram posted that he actually did the concept art for that toy
0: yeah i thought that was really cool like i saw that i saw he's like he's like yeah i did the i did the uh concept art for this and it's like dude come on the show and talk about it because i don't know
1: (laughs) that was that was my birthday my wife was like you know she got today and maybe find something for you and i was scrolling through my phone and you saw that and i was like oh i'm I'm getting that. There we oh, yeah, go. I think we were. I
0: think we were joking <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that so that figure is uh dollars 30, 30 bucks uh, twenty nine ninety nine, uh, because it's a PX exclusive. That means you can order it through your local comic book store, um, or other websites that carry Diamond's uh, direct products. So Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, Dorkside Toys. Anybody who's able to order through um, previews is where where they get everything through. Um, so you can pre it to there. I have it through my comic book shop. I asked them, and I even asked them specifically, I was like, can I get the Chase variant just in case? And they're like, if it comes in, and I was like, dibs, please. Because <laughs> that Chase variant, that Chase variant I think does look a little bit better than the base figure. Mm-hmm. However, I'm still excited for the base figure. Originally, I thought it was going to be like six inches tall, but I found out that it's going to be more closer to the original vintage figures.
2: So. Yeah, that's what's cool about it is it definitely looks very much like the vintage figures and like I'm not really a toy guy I never got into the vintage figures but I've seen people on the internet talk about um, the fact that they don't even like collecting a lot of the modern toys because you know it's the classic from the toy line they grew up with yeah. That they like and this looks like it could be a part of that toy line. I mean it looks and like I, a step above it a little bit, you know, they've spruce and, and,
0: and, and I've said that before I've said that before like a lot of guys in this fandom like don't necessarily care about you know like gritty turtles or whatever. Like, you know, to Spencer's chagrin, there is a lot of people who love the 87 aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And you know that and that extends to the toy line. Like, you know, that toy line is a lot of people's introduction to Ninja Turtles. It's, it's one of my pillars of TMNT is that original toy line, even though I didn't have that many figures, I love that aesthetic. So having this figure, cause originally I thought it was taller and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to compete with NECA, but then finding out it's actually a smaller piece meant to go with your vintage turtles that instantly like put it way, way above NECA for me. Cause I was like, oh, this is real. That's, that's, a, that's. That's what Playmates should really be doing, is kind of what Mattel is doing now with um, with He-Man, and so you have the He-Man Revelations Masterverse line, which is like seven inch you know versions of the characters from the the Netflix show, like the Grown Up Netflix show, um, which is really good. I recommend everybody check that out. Yeah. and then they have uh, Masters of the Universe Origins, which is like modern versions of the vintage figures. And I think that's a neat direction for Playmates to go, rather than re-releasing the same figures we've gotten re-released multiple times, which is cool for people who just want those figures. And there's a lot of people that do, but I think offering those classic figures in a more modern articulation aesthetic, like the uh, or, or MOTU Origins figures, I think that's the direction to go because like those, those Masters of the Universe Origins figures, like they sell. Yeah. You know, like granted, like you'll go to you'll go to your Target or Walmart and you'll see a bunch of them on the shelf, but that's because like they're constantly selling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so they're at least my Target, um, the one I go to the most out here, like they're getting restocks all the time. Hmm.
1: So now, I did Playmates have a- any other announcements as far as toys or, or was that their only toy So
0: that was, their, that was their only one um, which was really kind of funny that it was the first like announcement because I because I don't think anybody expected it out yeah. of them. You know like that came um, like Friday morning a friend of mine was covering the Toy Beat 2 and he like DM'd me this while I was driving so I like, had to pull over to the side <laughs> of the road to do our posts real quick and like I did the post before I sent it to you guys and I was like I was like, I gotta get this out of the road because I'm on my way to work right now. <laughs> um, so that was uh, so that was like 9:30 in the morning, and then like right after that, uh, Neca on Twitter changed their profile picture to their last Ronin action figure, and so they didn't even officially announce it. Um, so we so I got that picture and I threw it, I threw it on our Facebook page as well, and I was like, oh hey, check this out. Um, hey,
1: I think that one looks slick. Like I'm so probably, it, gonna, probably gonna cancel the the playmates the, one. The playmates one and get the Neko one.
0: That's fine. Like it looks and, awesome. And, and I know I, a lot of guys that are doing that. Like I,
1: I thought the playmates one looked good, and then I saw that picture of the Last Ronin and I'm like, no, that's that's the one. That's the one I want. You know?
0: Yeah. And so it's like, and that's and that's cool. Like if you want like a, a badass looking, you know, Last Ronin action figure, the Neko one is really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um. But that was the thing, is like we didn't know what was going on with it because NECA just, just changed the profile picture. They didn't even like, you know, you can't change your profile picture automatically. So they so they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so that was February or that was uh yeah, February 18th. That was, you know, Friday morning. Um, so that was it. That was all that was all the toy news for that for Friday. Saturday, um, started off the reveals so like early in the morning on saturday uh, we got the official next figure oh, oh sorry no on friday they also teased um uh a mirage casey
1: jones yeah like, just like his backpack just, just the, yeah just uh, as golf. just
0: his golf bag just his golf bag and then like a mask um so they teased that uh and then there was like another picture floating around of like the turtles sitting like in their living room and Donatello with the portable uh, portal generator and a cloaked Usagi in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So those images were floating around on Friday. So Saturday morning comes around and uh, we got a couple reveals of um, the next figure in the Mirage line after Fugitoid which total not a deep cut but like kind of out of nowhere Neck is going to be doing a Renette action figure.
2: Yeah. Yes. which so. It's really cool and I actually like seeing that. Like even though I'm not a toy guy, I was like, wow, like they made a Renette figure. Like this is really cool.
0: Yeah, and it was kind of funny cuz like a lot of people were like, who is this? <laughs> um which just shows that you need to listen to our episodes talking about Renette. Yeah. Um but yeah, so like it was really wild that like they came out of the gate swinging with a Renette figure and also a bonus Lord Simultaneous, like yeah. little floating head. little heads in there. Um, so a lot of the discourse about this particular figure though came because of the color scheme. Yes. And that was a big, big, big thing. Uh, we even missed uh, why this color scheme, like, she, so instead of like the normal blues and yellows she is, she's red and brown. Like, her cape is red, her helmet's red, and then, like, her tunic is brown. And so, a lot of people were, like, you know, questioning, like, why? Why do they have to go with this? Like, obviously, they NECA didn't do this by accident. Like, I'm, I'm sure they didn't.
1: And yeah. so... She was like, uh, like, if if we had another tournament fighters with Renette, like, she's player two Renette. You
0: know? Yeah, like, that's that's, that's the best <laughs> like, way to describe her. Like, it yeah. feels like pair, player two colors. Um, so while we were trying to figure this out, you know, like kind of whatever, uh, the TMNT nerds, the, that podcast, great guys, um, they figured it out. Um, and it was a reprint of issue eight, the Cerberus issue that apparently, you know, couldn't be reprinted, was reprinted in the, in the digital version of Color Classics, I think.
1: Yeah, it didn't have like an individual issue. Color yeah. classic skips from 7 to 9, which is weird that it was included then in the the collected trade that was available digitally. Yeah, yeah and
0: so, like, a lot of people were arguing with me because they're like, it wasn't ever reprinted. I was like, it's in the digital version. I downloaded it right now, and this is my screenshot I'm sending you. So um, so if you go there, I even added the color, or I even added that cover to our pictures so you can see what NECA was going for. Um whether or not that is a thing they had to do and go with that color scheme we don't know
2: i mean, I, they had to do it but to me i don't know if it, they didn't have to do it this is going to sound really harsh but it was a really stupid decision <laughs> well yeah. yeah
0: no a lot of a lot yeah. of people feel like it's a really stupid decision like especially if like you said if they did not have to do that mm-hmm. then yeah like it's really dumb well especially like, like
1: this that wasn't That's like the fourth print of that book. Like it's been, it had a first print. It was reprinted in the first comics collection. It was reprinted in uh, the collected book in two thousand nine, and then the color classics. But then after that, other issues from IDW featuring Renette. She is blue again.
0: Yeah, she was blue. She was blue in two thousand three. She was blue in two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah. Like Like Renette's color scheme is blue. Yeah. So so it's really weird that they had to do this version of Renette brown and red.
2: Well, the thing is, like, Savanti's, Savanti Romero's, like, her, pretty much, like, her nemesis, essentially, Mm -hmm. Uh, his color scheme usually is brown and red, and so, like, the whole, like, her being blue and yellow versus his brown and red, like, it just kind of does one of those things that automatically establishes them as, like, hero and villain, Mm -hmm. and so, like, the blue and yellow is, like, iconic and great for storytelling for so many reasons that it's really weird that they would just go with the brown and red. Yeah. The blue just it looks better it is better it it's what she's known to wear <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
0: it's just it's just super weird that they had to do it but that's also another figure that i'm going to be picking up so uh that one uh because it is part of the mirage line uh is available at all you know, fan channel places. So fan channel essentially means not Target or Walmart. (laughs) So you can pre-order this at GameStop. You can pre-order it at uh, your local comic book store, Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, $38 available all of there right now. Uh, So, And then over on Pixel Dan's channel, uh, he had an interview with um, uh, uh, Blaine from NECA. Uh, I almost said Trevor. Trevor was uh Fush's one. Um, so Blaine from NECA got to reveal with Bixel Dan the secret of the ooze uh, figures. So we got to see the you know close up pictures of the turtles um and everything that's kind of coming along with that. So just like they did with the original like Ninja Turtles San Diego Comic-Con exclusive with where it came in that cool like VHS sleeve. Uh, they're doing a four-pack of the Secret of the U.S. Turtles in the VHS sleeve for the sec- for the second movie, which is really cool. And because I have that first VHS version, I'm gonna I I have to get this one. <laughs> like I gotta have the I gotta have the that second VHS. Yeah, um, it's really cool. Um, and so what's really cool is it does come with all four turtles in it, um, some accessories. And then what's also really cool for NECA is that they're doing another accessory pack. Um, to go along with it so they were going through like the differences between the secret of the used turtles and uh with that in the first one and some like the little things that they added so like there's some tweaked articulation the shells are different their elbow and knee pads are different uh, donatello even has like on his because it's like it's like a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing but in the in the junkyard scene when like they're all trying to save Raph. Donatello's like talking about, like, and you know, if it was a trap, they would spring it right about now. And he like flips a little, like, he just flips a little piece off of his wristband and there's a watch on there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Donatello actually comes with a forearm with the watch
2: on it. That's kind of cool.
0: It's a, it's, it's a really cool attention to detail, I think. So that is the four pack of the Turtles. The accessory pack is really cool. Um, because just like with the first movie it comes with extra heads so you have like a more serious face for leo and mikey a smiling face for donatello and then two Raph heads one with an open mouth and then one with duct tape on his mouth
1: (laughs) which is really funny funny.
0: uh you come it comes with uh aprons for uh (laughs) so you can recreate like the turtles cleaning april's apartment Mm -hmm. um more chips the uh really crunchy candy bar that michelangelo was eating <laughs> a pre-mutated toka and razar so the snapping turtle and the baby wolf mm-hmm. uh the computer uh the tcri computer showing like all the uh ooze canisters that are still active a new pizza box uh extra pizza uh, and pizza crusts a broken tcri uh bottle a keytar, A payphone for like that scene when Donatello is walking around the new sewer lair with his uh um with the payphone talking to April, right? Suitcase, a hat, um, a newspaper that says Ninja Rap is born as is a really cool accessory pack. And then since this accessory pack comes with a pre-mutated token razar, you kind of need token razar to go with that. So if you guys missed out on the first one, NECA is gonna be doing another run. Of the original Toko and Razar figures, um, just like the just like the original ones that came out, you know, at the beginning of last year. Um, so really cool if you missed out on that because I know the price on those had jumped up so much. So uh, if you didn't get those last time, those are going to be available. Um, all of these are available to pre-order um, on the NecaStore.com on starting March twenty-second.
1: Okay,
0: so we got a couple of weeks for that. Because before then, we got other things to pre-order. So over on uh, Fush's channel on Sunday, there was the huge mega interview where they just announced everything that was coming. Not even everything, because there's more stuff. Uh, But we got the official reveal uh, for, we saw these on the checklist back in December but we got the official reveal for some of the next two packs and the next army builder two pack is one that's really cool. It is a rock soldier and a crooked Ninja turtle gang member. It's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a cool two pack. Um, <laughs> and it, God, it, it looks so cool. Um, it's a great army builder um, because, you know, it's, it, you need a bunch of rock soldiers and you need a bunch of crooked Ninja turtle gang members, which uh, we did the math. And you, you need at least seven, uh, two packs to cr- to recreate some scenes correctly.
2: Okay,
1: that's <laughs> so, that's I mean, that's only like what three hundred and fifty bucks.
0: Uh so these are fifty five dollars each.
1: Oh, so it's uh, three hundred and seventy five bucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you want to recreate that scene accurately, it's pretty tough. Uh, so, what's the other two pack? So the other, so there's more two packs. So the other two pack um, that was revealed, you can't have the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang without the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang's leader, Smash.
1: Smash from Slash for Cash.
0: Smash for Cash Dojo. Yeah. And so uh, he is available. um, And finally, Justice. Because Zach, the fifth turtle, is getting his own action figure. And I'm stoked. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> like I i exci- I can tell from you guys. You guys are super excited. Oh, about we, this. Yeah, you know how much I love Zach. I, I like Zach. <laughs> so um, so Zach the fifth turtle is in the two pack with Smash. Um, and thankfully you only need one of these packs to recreate <laughs> recreate the scenes exactly. Um, but it's really cool seeing Zach get his own action figure. He. He's got his, like his backpack with the turtle comm connected to it. He's got a trash, a green trash can to wear over it. So it looks like a turtle shell. Uh, he's got a mast and an unmasked head, a turtle comm, a hockey stick. He's, he's got the diamond from the great Boldini episode. He's got an extra head for Chrome Dome from the night of the rogues episode where like all the villains team up.
1: Yeah. What's, what's different about that head?
0: So in that episode, uh, they reprogram chrome dome. Cause he's like, you know, robot alien. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so this chrome dome head has a little visor that flips up like right on top of his crest. Okay. And that, and there's like a little wire connector that plugs in to it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Cool. So It's just basically to recreate that scene, mm-hmm. which they did um, in the interview on foosh. You can see like they recreated that scene. So it's Ooh. it's really cool. And then like what I love about the two pack with the with the Rock Soldier and the and the Crooked Ninja Turtle Goon is that like it comes with the uh the weather ball.
1: Oh, the weather dominator. Yeah,
0: the the yeah, like the little like the little weather changer. But it's not the weather dominator. That's like that's GI Joe.
1: Yeah, I, but it's the same concept. <laughs> yeah
0: but it's like that yeah that little like that little black like, reprogrammer ball the, the one you destroy in the arcade game
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um but yeah like that that's really that's a really cool inclusion um so yeah super stoked for those uh, those are those are actually pre-orderable right now on the nexusstore.com for 2 weeks uh, those pre-orders went live uh, yesterday tuesday 22222 um, 22 to and they'll be available to uh, march 3rd so it's an open pre-order, they're not gonna sell out, but that means that they're not gonna go into production until the pre-orders close. So you may be waiting up to a year to get these. So this is your warning now, but, you know, that's fine. You're going to get them because they're make. you're literally telling them, hey, I'm gonna give you money for these, you give me one. Yeah, and that's how this works.
1: Were there any other uh, from the from tune line that Nick announced?
0: Oh, there was a ton. <laughs> we've barely we've barely scratched the surface.
1: So, specifically the tune line though.
0: So specifically the tune line, we got those. Uh we got the ultimate um figure for Usaki Ujimbo too. We got more pictures of that. Ah, yes. Um got more reveals of like what he's gonna have in his set. Um, which uh so it comes with his cloak, comes with a hat, he comes with uh two heads, one like with an open mouth, one with a closed mouth. Um he's got two sets of ears, one like one up like in a little top knot and then one like kind of pressed down so you could put the hat on him
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which is really cool um comes with his cloak a couple swords um I think they imply that it comes with the portable portal generator I think I have to double check um but if it does like that's really cool um and the other cool thing about his ears is that, like, the ears are on are on a swivel, so like they peg in, and then you can swivel them around, so you can have the ears going into different, you know, the in different directions, which I think is is a neat feature. Yeah, yeah. So I'm stoked for that. That's going to be up for pre order on um, whatever day that is. <laughs> <laughs> so that so the next pre order so the current pre orders period ends on the third. Um, the next ones are going to go up, uh, they should go up on the 8th, March 8th. And then so his pre-order mate is going to be, they didn't show the, They didn't show them in the interview, um, but the other figure that you're going to be, be able to pre-order at that time is the Neutrinos three pack of Zach, Dask, and Calla. Uh, there we go. So I'm really excited. Um, that is a definite get right there. Cool. Cool. So that was actually it for the tune reveals. Um, so next up, they had the Mirage reveals, which was really cool. So they talked more about um, they showed more pictures of the, of the Fugitoid that's coming. They talked about the paint scheme and um, he's going to have bendy arms, which is which is kind of neat. It's you know, kind of the only way you can really create the Fugitoid because he's kind of weird looking. Yeah, it does actually have like
2: bendy arms so you can kind of give him all the flexibility. Is he also going to have like a bendable waist too then?
0: Uh they didn't say the waist or was like bendable.
2: Waist okay. But,
0: but they but they said it's going to be like ball jointed in a certain way so you can oh, bend
2: it. That is cool. That is cool. Um uh,
0: so so that's definitely really cool. Um one thing they talked about that I thought was really cool is that they they wanted to make like the box art special so the box art was actually all drawn by Kevin Eastman.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: So, awesome. it's all brand new art specifically for the Mirage line. So, it's so the Fugitoid box is like new pictures of Fugitoid drawn by
2: Kevin Eastman. And, like,
0: That's they cool. were they were talking like he was uh Trevor Zamet is the Turtles brand manager over at NECA, and he was like talking about how like Kevin would email him back, he's like, Hey, I'm sorry, I'm working on Ronin right now. Blah, 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 blah. So, it <laughs> was, was kind of cool. cool. Uh, another. Cool thing about Future Fugitoid is that he specifically comes with like extra sci-fi gear, quote unquote, but it's actually like extra props for the, if you already have like the turtles, the NECA turtles from 2008, like those Mirage turtles, like whether you have the originals or the bootleg ones, it comes with extra props for them. So it comes with like Donatello's gravity gun from the Donatello uh, mini series, macro series. Um, And then it comes with like a Triceraton, like tri-blaster. Oh yeah. Like so it's it's and so what Neckman likes to do is like they like to sneak in accessories for other figures in like smaller figures to help like cut on costs. Yeah. So it's really cool. So I mean these figures you can use them with Fugitoid, but you can also like if you have those turtles already, you can use them. Thank goodness, Um,
1: because my turtles have been standing like they're going to shoot a gun for 14 years, (laughs) and now I finally have something to put in their hands. There you
0: go. Yeah, and so (laughs) so there was a little bit of confusion because like they did show pictures of the Mirage Turtles, like the old ones, Um, and so a lot of people thought they were re-releasing those. NECA's not re-releasing them. Um, They are specifically for your old ones or those bootleg ones. Um, They will be doing new versions of the Mirage Turtles later, they just haven't announced anything yet. In fact, like the last time they've talked about those was like April last year. It's
1: well, so. too bad cuz those are my favorite turtles figures.
0: I think I'm they're 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 really good. Um they're really good and I still have them out, but they're not they they've aged a bit, you know. They're they're definitely figures from 2008. Mm-hmm. And like they're minor at least at the point where like I'm really scared that they're going to break. So, I'm like I'll take them out like they they're in the same pose that they've been in for the last 15 years
1: yeah same same i'm, same. I'm really a pose and forget it kind of guy so what else do we have uh, from the mirage line oh
0: boy know? rolling along i know it's getting late i'm sorry <laughs> so so next up they uh so there was the Ultram sentry uh which is you know everybody can call it a crane droid but it's you know it's a new charm sentry so it's like the terminator exoskeleton with it with a new Ultram in it think
2: thing looks um, sick it yeah, looks is, really cool my favorite i've seen of the mirage reveals definitely like it really was that same
1: one? same it, it looks so freaking good like like the last ronin and that are like the two that look well wow. like those were the ones i would get definitely
0: all right uh so so view chum sentry uh so definitely that's an Ar- another army builder you can definitely you know buy a couple of those and recreate some tgri scenes um you see Renette, that? they talked, they talked more about Renette. They didn't talk about why the color scheme, but they did talk more about Renette. They did talk a little bit more about Casey, uh, the T's picture, but they didn't show him, which I thought was weird. Mm. They just they just referred back to that picture. And then we did see on the back of the um, the fugitoid box, like Trevor had turned it a little bit. And you can see in the cross cell on the back where it shows you like the other f- figures in the wave, and it was Casey. Renette, um, Fugitoid, and the Utrum Sentry. Yeah.
2: I just want to say that for the record, it's T C R I, not TGRI.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Back. Oh, I remember Oh, I mixed it up. I said TCRI for secret He's of the user when I was talking about secret
2: to the user. Like I yeah. mixed them
0: up, but you know you you knew what I meant.
2: I I knew that, yeah. yeah. I just uh, wanted to make sure it was clear, you know.
0: <laughs> so then we got uh, the announcement that there was actually two the last Ronin action figures. So a regular version and an extra spicy version. Um,
1: Topless version.
0: So that's the extra spicy version. (laughs) (laughs) So it's essentially not, it's not the same figure. It's the same figure from the waist down. Um, So it's funny because like, you know, Ronin, I like calling him Ronin. I don't like calling him Mikey. Um, So like Ronin, he He spends more of the comic out of his iconic costume than actually in it. And I like had to like, look at the issues and like, if you look at it, yeah, he's not in his, he's out of the four issues so far. He's not only worn his costume, like in issue one and then like the end of issue four, when they go, when they go to the fight, Mm -hmm. most of the time he's either naked or he's like, you know, topless. So NECA went with the topless version. Um and so it comes with a different face sculpt, comes with um, the extra weapons, the like you know the broken katana for Leo and a uh, different a different more solemn head sculpt.
2: Um the is it you're talking about the topless one right now that comes Yeah. With- yeah. Yeah, the, the, that, the, that the also recreates the scene where he's like kneeling and he's going to commit seppuku at the end of one. Yeah, so and
0: it what was weird is it doesn't come with the extra headbands as far as we know.
2: Mm.
0: But it, but it does come with all the extra broken weapons, so you can kind of recreate that scene, um, which is a cool. It's a cool way to get more mileage out of most of that mold. It's the same forearms, the same like I said, lower half. It's the chest, the uh, upper arms, and the head that are different. Um, and the heads are swappable, so you can put the unhooded head on the main, like armored version, is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can put that head on that body as well. Uh we did get the confirmation that there are at least four of the last Ronin figures in production. So there's these two and then two more after it. We don't know if they're gonna be more Ronin. We don't know if there's gonna be April and uh you know Casey.
2: Yeah, if it's just two, I imagine we're probably gonna be getting like Casey and you know, probably something else. Because like I don't know why they would only create like just two of the past turtles, yeah.
0: Yeah, like but but uh there was a lot of discussion about that like if this if the last ronin line kind of continues yeah then it would be really it would be really cool if they did flashback version of the turtles
2: yeah i'd hope they would i want to see
0: i hope they would too like that's that those are really cool designs like i've seen a lot of cool customs of those figures um also kind of it kind of went on like You know, everybody wasn't like kind of going crazy about it, but like this is the first like IDW action figure. Yeah. True. You know, that and so it's kind of weird how it fits into NECA's like toy line. Like, does this mean that like IDW is on the kit on the on the table, possibly, or is this because like this was technically a mirage concept? Like, how does how does the licensing work on this? But then if I think back to our three hour interview with Tom Waltz, he did talk about something like this happening.
1: True. No. my only complaint with these these uh topped and topless uh last run is that the topless one comes with a broken sword but the armored one comes with a regular sword it's not broken but because i know it's a neca action figure i'm sure it will be very easy to rectify that
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sure <laughs> nice um uh, So yeah so i'm excited for this like i'm I'm gonna get this one too like i'm getting the playmates one but i'm definitely gonna get this one um super super stoked about it um i had another thing to say about it but i totally forgot what i was gonna say because it's just like it's really cool um and so we got a kind of a segue uh into it, it was really funny how they did it in the, in the, in the interview, they were talking about how like, they're going to talk about a, you know, a turtles property that's been overlooked for a long time. And I was thinking of Spencer and I was like, Oh, NECA is going to do a 2003 toy line, you know, just in time for the 20th anniversary next year. And they pivoted. They're doing an Archie some line for the comics line.
2: If it happened after 97, i i seriously you know (laughs) know, it happened after 97 it didn't exist like that's the way a lot of people act yeah yeah it is
0: so so uh so they pivoted and we're getting an archie uh subline of, of the ninja turtles toy line which is really cool um because for a lot of people like these are their ninja turtles and you know granted like as much as like a 2003 toy line would be really cool You know, the Archie Turtles have never been reproduced in toy form. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of unique looks for the Turtles
2: there. Yeah,
0: You know, a lot of unique looks, a lot of unique characters. And they opened up with what a lot of people consider the definitive version of this character. They're doing Archie Slash. Yeah. You know, which is much more what people expect with Slash than, you know, the original (laughs) cartoon did with him
1: hmm Yeah, I, I grew up with uh, Archie Comics, and I really like that version of Slash, so.
0: So, opening with that is really cool. It's on a brand new body um, that the other two Slash figures, the one in the Arcade line and the one in the uh, Toon line don't use. It's a, it's a lot buffer, and it looks a lot more squat. Uh, it's actually, from what I can tell, the same body as the upcoming NECA Toon Toka figure. Oh. Okay. From what I can tell, um, we haven't seen the token, the finished Toka figure. We haven't seen good pictures of it. We've seen like the prototype, and then like the picture on the checklist. Because from what I can tell, it's the same body as that. So nobody's had this one in hand yet, but it looks really cool. And then next up, probably everybody's favorite fish man, Ray Fillet. Yeah, (laughs) definitely Keiths. Ray Fillet is getting his own action figure
1: yeah and he comes with a bubla the glubbub.
0: bubla the gubblub yep yep uh <laughs> really special looks
1: very confused it's a, it's a little <laughs> oh, yeah. fish friend that uh gets killed in the archie series oh man yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, spoilers you got it yeah, gotta, yeah you, you gotta be there
0: but what's but it's, but it's really cool it's really cool because you know these are, these are very big characters for a lot of people. And so, like, but they were only ever in the Archie version. Mm-hmm. So, a huge thing in the Archie version was the turtles, you know, not as the other superheroes on the block, the other animal superheroes, the mighty mutant animals. Uh, and so, we're getting two uh, characters in, from the mighty mutant animals there too uh, Jaguar and Dreadmon.
1: That's cool because they they never had toys. They They never had
0: toys. Um, First toy them, so which is really cool. uh, They showed prototypes of these. They aren't officially, I think. So these aren't the final versions. We put pictures of them. Like I literally like screen capped them off the YouTube during the interview. Um, But the pictures of uh, of Dreadmon and Jaguar look so cool, and Ray Fillet too. Like these look exactly like. Ryan Brown drew them in the Archie comic like on those covers. It's so cool to see it in 3D.
2: Yeah, they did a good job.
0: In fact, Spencer was so excited to see what Dreadmon originally looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, I mean, definitely made him excited.
2: I, I am a fan of the IDW redesigns for a lot of characters and he's definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> They
1: look like they they look cool they definitely look like especially cartoony in those prototype the uh pictures though like yeah yeah so i'm really i'm really Ray a too. like his his face is very distorted and it's yeah.
0: very it's very animated mm-hmm. um so really excited to see what's going to go on with these um so as we've talked about before the mirage toy line is going to be kind of taking the place of the arcade toy line so if you haven't gotten those Turtles and Time action figures, you might want to get them now uh, because they're officially, like, they're done. Uh, for now, like Neca like said, they'll revisit the line later, but they're shifting production to the Mirage toy line, and now the Archie is going to be a, a subline of Mirage. Um, so we're going we're gonna to be in the comics world for a while, which is really cool because, like, a lot of people have been asking for, like, a Ray Filet for the Toon line. But Ray was never Ray fillet was never in the tune like the 87 cartoon there was a character there was a fishman character named Ray but that was before Ray fillet's like design had been finished so he looks like a generic fish man
1: uh that that's not true actually it's because uh Ryan Brown didn't want them to keep making his characters villains in the cartoon
0: well there you go
1: <laughs> read a whole interview about it because like got it we nut and screw loose are villains. Uh Mondo Gecko's a villain. He's like, yeah, yeah, knock that off. So they just used a different character altogether.
0: Well, then there you go. <laughs> I just spouted some lies. That was a test, actually. Oh, yeah. That was. Hmm. And you pass key.
1: Thank I you. Thought. Do I get a turtle card for
0: that? You get a turtle card. I'll Excellent. Thank you. you so much. I appreciate you're, it. You're welcome. You are now a certified
2: Ninja Turtle expert. Yes! Finally!
0: God!
1: I
2: had to be on this podcast for, like, a year and a half.
0: Yeah, I'll take that Yeah, I mean,
2: the other cool thing is that they're going to make, like, more, they're really starting to lean into, like, comic books and Mirage. Like, we can probably, we'll probably end up with, like, I mean, maybe, I mean, I won't go into saying, probably, and speculating that heavily, but, you know, we could end up with, like, a Karai figure and, like, a Foot Elite figure. like we,
0: Yeah, I mean, we've already gotten the Foot Elite. Um, Yeah, it was, well, it was in the New York Comic-Con exclusive set. Uh, so it was like yeah. shredder two foot soldiers and a foot elite Yeah, okay,
2: I think I've seen
1: that no, yeah um, it's one of those ones from back in like 2008
0: uh yeah like this one and no that that one was more recent I, think, I say 2014 20 okay I say 2014 2016
1: New York Comic I'm thinking like they had like a they, Mauser pack or something well the,
0: yeah the Mauser pack's like a long was, is like 2010
1: okay um, that might be what I'm thinking of because like ignore me.
0: Well it was like it was like, it's interesting cuz like the, the original turtles came out in 2008, April was 2009 and I think the foot I think the mousers were 2009 as well. And they had shown they had been showing Shredder and like the foot soldiers for a long time cuz I'd seen them at Comic-Con. Like I went to NECA's booth and I saw them in person. And then like NECA couldn't do turtles figures for a long time and then like New York Comic-Con came along and then they put those those foot soldiers and Shredder
1: out mm-hmm.
0: finally. So I don't have those versions, unfortunately.
1: That was a test, Mike. You passed.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but toy knowledge, I'll, I'll talk to <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> i will talked about. I know that. Um, but yeah, so these are really cool. Um, super excited. Uh, because these are part of like the comic book toy line, they're going to be available at comic book stores and anywhere you know you can get those kind of figures. So comic book stores, Big Bad Toy Store, Um so, Last Ronin's up for pre-order right now. Renette is up for pre-order right now. Uh, Fugitoid uh, is up for pre-order right now. Uh, all of those are $37.99. So, a little pricey, but, you know, action figure prices are going up and these are, you know, collector's items. So, uh, definitely head on over to there. Uh, pre-order them. I pre-order them all at my at my comic book store. Um I haven't decided how many Ninja Turtle goon rock soldiers I'm gonna get.
1: <laughs> so are you getting the full spread?
0: So I don't know. Okay, so you you need seven to I do. Mean, you're all getting of
1: like one of every action figure, right?
0: So I need to reread Archie because I don't have that big a connection to Ray. I, I the my introduction to Ray was like a storybook version. Okay. Um, which like if you had those like those like big like twelve inch tall like. You know, Ninja Turtles, like, you know, story yeah. time books. Yeah. That was my introduction to Ray. So, uh, I don't, I, Ray probably, um, Jaguar and Dreadmon, like, I know them from IDW. I need to go back and reread Archie, which I'm on the perfect podcast to do that with. There you go. Um, slash. I'm probably going to get because that that is a really cool design. I like that one the most. out of Out of the three that we've gotten, mm-hmm. uh, the two plus this one. Uh, last Ronin, and obviously, I'm getting both of them. Uh, both, yeah, you know, regular, extra spicy, and the Playmates one. Uh, Renette definitely get Fugitoid, definitely get um, Utrum Sentry. I'll probably pass, just because I, I don't need. I don't need it. Okay. I'm probably gonna get one. <laughs> <laughs> uh Rock Sold- Rock Soldier and Ninja and Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang. Uh, that's that's a tough one. Like, cause I I I, won- I want as many as I can, but uh that's a lot of money. So I I think I might just I I like I talk myself into two at least. Mm-hmm but like three would make sense because like I have, I have Trigon and and I can put, you know, three, three rock soldiers behind them. And then I can do, you know, three, you know, crooked Ninja turtle gang members and smash. Right. And like have it be four versus the turtles. But yeah, that's, that's a tough one. So last up in the toy news uh, was something that was, has been kind of a joke for the last two years. Uh, in the toy community online, uh, two years ago, Mezco Toys uh, started holding their own like Mezco Con online, where they just did their own reveals. And in their like teaser image for like their for Mezco Toys, they or for Mezco like Con 2020, they had because it was taking place at, at like New York Comic Con, so they had like a sewer you know manhole cover and a green hand coming out reaching for a pizza so everyone was like oh dang Mez- mezco's doing ninja turtles figures and for two years we have been asking mezco like hey was this a joke where are the turtles hey was this a joke where are the turtles we finally got the mezco turtles and so i put those up on our page too uh they look incredible um we don't know anything really about them. They are part of the uh, Mesco's cl- uh, 112 Collective toy line, which is very high-end figures, um, usually starting at eighty dollars and going oh. up from there. Uh, definitely not entry-level figures, um, but they're really cool. And like, if you've ever seen a Mesco figure, um, it's it's highly articulated body inside of like you know. Usually they do cloth costumes. So like they have like Mezco X-Men and it's like a real cloth costume or like spandex costume over the action figure. Um, we don't know how they're going to do this with turtles. Uh, we don't know the price range on these turtles. Uh, with Mezco, it's a long lead time because uh, in some cases, some people are coming up on, I think it's, a, I think it's two years for a particular figure. Uh, from when like they announced it, and some people had pre-ordered it, so don't know what's going on exactly. But I'm excited because like I've never collected a Mesco figure before. I've kind of always wanted one, and I figured like you know turtles would be my entry point for Mesco, yeah. and they've finally called my bluff. They're like, hey, <laughs> we heard you. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna. So here you go.
2: There's one last item of toy news that you missed
0: i miss toy news yeah i mean
2: they i've revealed,
0: been i've been rambling for the last half hour so. <laughs>
2: they revealed the details of the mummy michelangelo
0: oh that's right Is the only right. one i didn't Which, put a picture up of. i
2: actually really like that one and that actually might be out of all these action figures the one that i get <laughs>
1: <laughs> like
2: so. it's he's got like onk nunchucks and he's got yeah. he's got a hieroglyph on his uh on his shell and the biggest crowning jewel to me is that they have an alternate head that looks a lot like the rotting Ninja Turtle suit head. Yes, <laughs> yeah. head That
0: one's that one's really that yeah. one's really cool. Um, I don't did think you, did that- you
1: watch the the reveal trailer for it too? It's like those like old uh, toy commercials uh, so those, with the yeah. old timey announcer and everything. I thought so those are all
0: those are all done by D G X Animation, uh, mm-hmm. who has been doing like stop motion animation for a while. Um, and he had been partnering up with NECA for like. At least since like Goliath from Gargoyles last year, like for that reveal, and now he officially works at NECA doing doing those commercials. Awesome! So good for him. Yeah, that that's I love seeing a success story like
2: that. Yeah, it's way awesome.
0: Ah, oh, boy, that was a lot of toy news.
2: Yeah, I think I think we got it all covered. I think we're all good. I'll all right, so. <laughs>
0: If you guys had any like you know anything that jumped out to you at Toy Fair, like tell us you know what figures you're going to get because this is going to be an expensive 2022. Let yeah. me tell you. Um, but yeah, let us know somewhere on the internet where you know what figure you want. You can hit us up at Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you want to tell a friend about the show, please do um, because we would love more listeners.
2: You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Any uh any last bits of news there, Spencer?
2: Oh yeah, I do have one little bit here. I recorded with the Ninja Turtle Nerds not too long ago. Uh, by the time I, while I'm, while, I'm, while we're recording this, they still have not released those episodes, but they're beginning to cover the Image series, which is what we're also about to to get into.
1: Ooh.
2: Um. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with them. Did the you guys do the it. first issue or first or second? Them? first and second second issue yeah so i kind of already have some of my thoughts you know kind of about those issues kind of going on but uh i'm excited for it uh for those episodes to come out for you guys to hear them because they're really really fun you should definitely check it out it's worth it's team
0: and t nerds on twitter uh definitely friends of the show we're like we love those guys yeah well because they
2: they each episode they dig into each issue individually which is something that we don't do you know i'm looking at trying to get caught up and also covering all of ninja turtles which is (laughs) huge
0: i mean they Uh, also started a lot earlier than we did
1: so
2: yeah they, they started they started a little earlier than we did but yeah um that was definitely before we did but they cover them one at a time and so yeah, like it's it's really great deep dives. They kind of get you know they definitely talk a lot more about what was going on during that time outside of turtles. You know, like it's it's really fun the way they they do it. I enjoyed it. Uh, so check it out and be on the lookout for those episodes because they're coming. Oh yeah! Awesome. Breaking news: We're actually adding in this little bit our already very long news segment.
0: Yeah, geez, Louise. Um, How much changes
2: in 24 hours?
0: Yeah, this news dropped and it was so hot and breaking that we needed to get back together (laughs) uh, and cover it. But uh, if you guys saw our Facebook page um, last uh, what day was that? Last Thursday uh, you saw that we uh, let everybody know that Venus is coming back to Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, we posted pictures over on our Facebook and Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah. So Nickelodeon and IDW are officially bringing Venus back to Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah. It was here before on the back of the free comic book day cover, but this is confirmation so, that it is indeed Venus. Yeah.
0: So we, so there was that speculation. Uh, we saw the free comic book day cover. What, what was that back in December? um and there was like a turtle like kind of like a patchwork turtle on the lower left hand side um and like she had a braid so everyone was like oh that's that's venus's thing uh so it turns out that was actually venus and in uh an exclusive reveal on over on io9 uh,'s website um they made the official announcement that venus that that is venus um and she is coming back to idw as part of um the build-up to armageddon game she's going to be here literally in the next issue like 126 came out last week Mm -hmm. and she's going to make her debut in 127
2: yeah yeah and so she's kind of good giving off like in the pictures like she's all like taken apart and stuff so she's kind of giving me like nebula or like frost from mortal Kombat vibes
0: so if you're reading if you're this is kind of spoilers if you guys aren't caught up with the comic book um but the it builds off of the punk frogs arc um that started in 125 um and uh it turns out that uh venus is going to be created by the new character dr barlow who's like this, he, he he's kind of reminds me of, like, Professor Pig from Batman. um mm-hmm. And what, Dr. Barlow is basically like, he's a mutated person in Mutant Town. He's like a rat. Like a, yeah, he's like yeah, a mutated, he's a mutated rodent, rodent person. Mm-hmm. Um, But his thing is that he is he's running at, like, a back alley, like, surgical center where he's helping people in Mutant Town regain their humanity by sewing human parts onto them.
2: Yeah, so he's got like a human like skin face over his face that's kind of like kind of shaped human, but you know, it's still definitely pulled over like the skull of like a yeah. rat. Yeah. It looks really like cr-
0: it's, it's, scary, very, it's, it's very, it's very grotesque and gross. Um, and uh, it actually like it ties in with the reveal that we got in 125 where uh, Ground Chuck and Dirtbag had come back because they were two, you know, two mutants that he had worked on. Yeah. And so 126 ends with Alopex and Donatello going down into his lab and him giving them the tour and presumably 127 is going to open with them finding Venus.
1: Really interesting. So I think it's a a cool take. Like, so for those that don't know, Venus was the fifth turtle in next mutation, right? And the whole thing was like, she was, in the fishbowl, but she got like shunted off to China to study to be a shinobi. Um, in my opinion, she was never the worst part of Next Mutation. Like, there's there's so much else wrong with that show that she wasn't the worst part. But this in this, she's like kind of Frankenstein together. It looks like maybe she has one of the punk frogs arms. She's got like a, a fake shell like Donatello does, with like some sort of red gem in it or something.
0: So the gem looks like a dragon scale.
1: If you look oh, at if
0: you look at the uh, so the image I posted were um, some of the it was two sketches done by Sophie uh, Sophie Campbell um, and then the cover to one twenty eight is the green uh, cover that that I posted where she's kind of like you know disassembled on it and kind of like hanging there. And mm-hmm. you can see it's like a red glowing dragon scale, and what's really cool is on the main picture that we posted, um, it's glowing out of her shell, and she's got like you know a flaming little yin yang symbol, which is really cool.
2: Are we getting a dragon tails crossover then? Are they going uh, to the dragon scale?
0: Remember, this is all build up to Armageddon game.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But anyway, the dragon is so. If you haven't been reading the comics, is the is like the big villain of like the destroyer god the the father
0: the father of the pantheon
2: yes the father of the pantheon that's like the destroyer chaos god uh that exists so so yeah uh this is it was a
0: really cool really cool reveal Um, so uh, just kind of going, going. Th- we're not going to read the whole press release, but um, specifically says Venus will make her debut in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 127 on sale March 16th as part of a story arc that concludes in issue 130. Her story will continue in this year's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles free comic book day issue. It says, is an eagle-eyed fans may have already noticed her cameo appearance on the cover. Uh, and the free comic book day issue will be available on May 7th. And that issue is also going to be the lead in for Armageddon game, which is the massive event that's coming up this year.
2: And that dragon scale, like, you know, it's giving me those vibes of it's gonna be her, you know, her or the dragon type thing. Like if it, she's like to get rid of the dragon, there she's probably gonna have to to die or something. Yeah. That's just uh, powers in her life.
0: It's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's uh, going to be a couple covers with them. Uh, Pablo Tunica, uh, who's the current main artist on the book. Kevin Eastman, obviously doing another one, and a retailer exclusive one um, by Jared Cullum. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is, is this is pretty crazy. And uh, Sophie, uh, being a sweetheart, has just been on on Twitter just. You know, given people great information um, about this, like she's replied to us, you know, a couple a couple times, um, and other people that are asking questions uh, about the art. Um, so apparently, like this version of uh, Venus was originally like Leda. So like Leda was originally supposed to be Venus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Makes sense. Um, so the concept kind of got worked and it became Lita um, and then Venus obviously got reworked around the other way. Um, so you, you'll you notice that we haven't called her Venus de Milo yet <laughs> um, because specifically this version is not Venus de Milo. Um, We've talked about it before uh, where we thought there was like some legal issues, which is why Venus had not made an appearance in a long time. Sophie's kind of danced around it and said like, it's convoluted, but yeah, legally they can't use Venus to Milo as a name. So the way around that was just call this character Venus. Apparently. (laughs)
1: Hmm. (laughs) Seems, seems like splitting hairs legally, but whatever.
0: Uh, the, The term is, uh, Similar but legally distinct from.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why they just use a, a what was it? My P Chang? wasn't that her original name.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, God, what was her?
1: It, it was, was like my
0: my was her uh, her real name. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, whatever, I guess.
0: <laughs> so um, reactions have been actually pretty cool. Um, you know, from what we've seen, um, at least on our pages. Um, you know, everybody seems, you know, excited that you know they're giving her another shot, which is again another thing that we've talked about on the show. Like Venus as a concept isn't bad. You know, and if anything, like this is her concept redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've said it before. You just you just it it just needed a better con it just needed a better like creative team to take care of it than the next mutation.
1: Yeah. I I I really think the next mutation was so bad that but- and she's just associated with it, that by association, she's bad, you know. I never thought the I never thought the thing that killed next mutation was the fifth turtle. I think it was everything around it, you
0: know. Yeah, I mean, like there's a lot that goes into it. But also, too, like there is, you know, history of you know, the creative team behind Ninja Turtles also not liking her. Like Peter Laird famously hates Venus de Milo. Um, and and i i get it like you know that that violates the core concept of ninja turtles for him um so i i i understand that part
2: yeah well some of it it seems like a lot of it is him kind of drawing like a hard creative line in the sand of like when you're being creatively bankrupt and no longer being trying to create something new or original because like you know, his biz examples are like, you know, you have Superman and so then you get Supergirl, Superboy, Superdog, you know, you have Batman and then you get Robin and Batwoman and Batgirl and Bat, mm-hmm. and so like, it's just kind of this like uncreative, this character's successful, so now we create a 100 different versions of them.
0: But, um, geez, but the thing is, but I mean, okay, so yes, like you can, you can get creatively bankrupt doing that. But I, I think the core concept at least of this version of venus is so wildly different than the ninja turtles by themselves like i think this gets a pass on that on that aspect of it like she's not she, she's not a mutated turtle as far as we know like them
1: well, it's not like what they did in Exputation where it was like, "Oh yeah, there was yeah. another turtle yeah. in the bowl." We all totally forgot up until now. Yeah,
0: like that like is that true. that is a lazy concept. I think it's a funny concept, and I think it I think it does work in a narrative sense. But you know, it it is creatively lazy. Like, oh, there was a there was a fifth turtle. Like, like the
1: first time they'd done that because they did it with Mondo Gecko in the cartoon too. Yeah,
0: so, and like yeah. Jenica, Jenica's already proven that. Like a like you know, a female turtle works. And especially with Jenica, like Jenica's aspect of it was like, cause a lot of like Peter Laird's like thing was these are four turtles. And like, they're the only ones of their kind,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And t- I mean, technically they still are like, Jenica is a mutated human into a turtle. Like she's, not, like, she's not one of the Turtles in that sense. Like, she doesn't share that experience with them. yeah. Uh, especially in IDW. Like, she's not a reincarnated human from feudal Japan.
2: Yeah, the biggest thing that I would say is something that is a part of the core of the Turtles that not a lot of people talk about. Like, everyone always talks about family. And, you know, some people, of course, you know, when they want to start talking about the comics, bring up revenge. But there is a big plot line of, like, really just feeling alone and being, like, the only ones. And, like, being, you know, like I said, like, total outcasts. Uh, and so when you do end up building up too many mutants, you know, and you kind of end up doing arcs like Mutant Town, where suddenly they don't have a place where they fit in and they are fine, you kind of start losing that. Well,
0: remember, too, they world. were they were like, they, they're, they're, granted, they're a part of the community in mutant town, but they're still, they're still like, they're still different from everybody. And that goes, and that does get called out uh, when Mona Lisa and Donatello especially have that fight. Cause it's like the turtles are kind of the leaders of the community. And then mm-hmm. when everybody finds out that they're not, you know, human turned mutants, everyone's like, well, why are you guys leading us? You don't have the same experience we are. Like you've never been human.
2: Yeah, but then there's also a bunch of mutants that are also animals as well, though, besides the turtles there anyway. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah there are those, yeah, but
2: like...
1: That's kind of not... what I didn't like about mutants now. I was like, okay, we have Jenica, who's like a completely unique human-turned-turtle from a blood transfusion, but now, like, there's hundreds of thousands of mutants. So, like, there's no conflict there anymore, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the con- the conflict is still in that, you know, mutants are still looked down, upon. like,
2: it's the X-Men rule now. Like, they are, they, yes, they are looked down on, and they, and like, it is one of those things. Cause like,
0: Mutant Town is still quarantined.
1: Just saying it, does, it doesn't make her nearly as unique as she was in issue 93 versus 100, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, not, and I agree with that, but, but either way.
0: But, but yeah, no, yeah. She's like Jenica itself, like, Jenica's not super unique in the fact that she's not the only human turned mutant anymore. But I mean, granted, like, Bebop and Rock City had already been human turned mutants. Yeah, Old Hab famously attacks them when they wanted to join the animals because of that. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm personally excited. You know, I've I haven't been a champion for Venus, but I've said like, you know, she deserves a she deserves a better
2: version. Yeah, and like I think this concept is really cool. Sophie does a great job of creating really cool concepts for which you said this episode. <laughs> Yeah, that that we're inserting
0: this news bit into.
1: Oh, I did say that already.
0: You did say that in this.
2: <laughs> I say that in the. I don't know if we were recording then, though. This is very inside baseball. Oh man, <laughs> who knows? Anyway, that's my take. But uh, on, so, yeah. I really like her character concepts that she creates.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm so, looking yeah. forward to it. It it's something new. You know, we haven't had like a zombie Frankenstein turtle yet so yeah
0: yeah like i'm i'm totally down to see where this all goes like this is super cool
2: yeah i'm I'm waiting to see how armageddon game turns out like i've heard fans you know a few fan theories that it could be kind of a bit of like a a reboot for the idw universe as what they could be using it for we'll see we'll see when we get there it's exciting
0: super exciting so again yeah uh we're dropping this in the middle of the news segment i guess (laughs) in that in our long tournament Still here <laughs> in, in our in our long toy rant, um, but uh, yeah, um, go check out the pictures over on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what you think and if you're picking up the issue or not. Because yeah, would you say that drops again? Uh, March 16th is when the issue is currently slated to hit comic book
2: stores.
1: Awesome.
2: Cool. cool. All right, we'll now return to our regular podcast. <laughs> all right
0: well i guess we know what we're doing next week then
2: yeah what's what's the what, what are we doing next week spencer next week we're gonna be doing the first three issues of the image series or you know now reprinted as teenage mutiny turtles urban legends
0: so you can pick those up on comiXology and read along with us yeah. while we uh when we come back next week
1: i'm excited to reread this series i've Uh,
0: never i've never read it so this is
1: i've i've had like most of the first prints up till now i don't have any of the original image run i i only have urban
2: legends so yeah i have all of the urban legends issues so i'll be reading these as individual issues along with you awesome yeah so i i I guess what i'm saying is all my second time around
1: is gonna just like fall off a cliff because i don't (laughs) i don't have all the backstory or
2: fan letters or anything anymore <laughs> it's gonna be a real yeah, boring well, i was podcast. i was asking the ninja turtle nerds about it. i don't know we'll get into it definitely more next week but All it right. doesn't seem like they actually had uh turtle tracks in the back anymore oh okay yeah the the letter section during the image run so you at least won't have to worry about missing anything there there we go that's our show this week <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga.
0: Whoa. This must have been kept in a pizza oven.
2: I was going to say something I thought was funny, but I forgot it now.
1: Crotchy old man work with electricity.
2: electricity. I don't know. I work with a bunch of crotchety old men. I work with electricity and I suck at the internet. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Like there was someone, I want to say it was like my sister in law posted something on the internet. Now we were, you know, my wife and I were talking with her, and I pretty much said, oh, yes, I saw that on the internet. You know, like, instead of, like, on Facebook or on Instagram. Anyway, oh. they made fun of me for the next, <laughs> the next <little> while. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. on the internet. <laughs> it's on the internet,
1: yeah. You're not wrong, though, like, because Facebook
2: is also on the internet. It's right? on the internet, yeah. Like, yeah. it's the internet. I'm not wrong. Yeah. It's not on the internet. You know, that was the first thing that came to my brain, because the internet's the internet.
1: <laughs> right. It's amazing to think just, like. It used to be like you had to be on a desktop to even use Facebook. Now, like, it's on your phone all the time. Just in the
2: last, like, 10 years, that's happened. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I remember lying about my age at 12 years old and getting a Facebook <laughs> so I could play pet society. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I, I had to spend all that time getting all those coins so I could, I don't know, give my pet cool clothes or something. I can't remember. There you go.
1: What's happened to all those like nano pets? Are they still out there just waiting to be fed? What's co- what's going on with them? Oh, like Tamagotchis? Uh no, there was I don't know if it was nano pets. It was it was like an online pet thing. Oh, neo neo pets. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had one of those. I think I got it from like McDonald's though. It's like a little one. Got it on the internet and all that. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was the ripe age for a lot of that stuff. There's that. There's Club Penguin. Um. I never played it. I was like the only kid that didn't play it. But Runescape, I never played that myself. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember. I was like ten years old. Everyone was talking about Runescape, RuneScape. Like, all the time. Runescape, 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 and I couldn't participate because my mom wouldn't let me get Runescape and so let me play it. And so I was, I was sad. So
0: and I was as I, sorry. As I was saying, Facebook podcast. I sent you the link to that.
2: Ah, yes, thank you. But uh yeah, I, I never I never got got to play RuneScape. So there's a part uh, of me is not either. interested at all now. <laughs> all of me is not interested at all in playing it. <laughs> but there's been like a comeback, at least there was one for a little bit, uh of people playing like the retro version on their phones and stuff. I had a guy at work showing me it and stuff. But yeah, instead during that time I was just like, man, has anyone else seen TMNT? Have you guys seen like Ninja Turtles fast forward? What they've done with it, like, it's really funny. I really like it. There's there's some good jokes in there.
1: Just you, man.
2: Ninja Turtles are in the future. Yeah, literally, it was just me. Like like no one no one else has seen the show. Everybody else is busy on Runescape. You know. Yeah, I remember asking someone like, uh, you know, have you have you seen like Teenage Mutant Turtles fast forward? And they're like, I've watched Teenage Mutant Turtles and fast forward and i'm just like yeah thanks thanks dude uh
0: april 20th 2022 for last in number five yeah, i
2: saw that i saw that it's sad but also we're probably getting the best comic they can give it <clears throat> hopefully yeah I- i'm hoping yeah like i'm hoping that these delays mean that they're really when was number four put out i don't even remember it was back in the fall.
0: God, was it October?
2: It might have been or November. Could have been November. But.
0: And we're on Turtlepedia.
2: See, you're smart. I was
1: trying to look back through our episode titles to find <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> oh, God, this is such a badly designed wiki. There it is. I couldn't find the search button.
2: I find it first. Blood and snow. Uh, Oh, frick! I lost it. Oh, I found it again. September. Whoa! What? Holy cow! September, October, November, December,
1: January, February, March, April, May, April. So that's like seven months between. Yeah. Jeez. That's like my one complaint about it. But
0: September twenty second, twenty twenty one. Yep.
1: But what am I going to do about it? Because, like, we all know damn well I'm going to buy the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, it's not deterring
2: me at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm getting it no matter what.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, once it's all come out, like, after that, you can just read it all the way through. It's like, no, yeah. you know, that, that's the other thing about it. Like, people who are complaining about it, it's like, it does it coming out later affect the overall quality of the story. Like, you no, know, if anything. Yeah,
0: like, it- if anything, it gives them more time to make something better. Yeah.
2: So like, once this comes out as a big, solid book, you can read this through as much as you want. It's no big deal. Yeah. But the anticipation is killing me. I do want to know how this ends. It's weird because
1: like, poor scheduling kills so many books. But like last run, it's only made me
2: thirstier. You know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the other thing about it is it's like, yeah, it makes people want it more because everyone's, you know, chomping at the bit for this book, but uh, it's like, because it's a five issue story as well. Like that's, I don't know. It, it's just different than. Yeah. I
0: different saw different somebody, ones. I saw somebody complaining that like, oh, they're getting, they're getting the action figure out early. And it's like the f- book
1: freaking started like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't the first issue of like 2020? It's yeah, been yeah. Out for a while. <laughs> like,
0: what are you like? What are you talking? He's like, he's like, maybe they should finish the book first. And I'm like, shut up, yeah. dude.
1: That's how all comic book action figures work. That's why we don't have a Superman action figure yet. Yeah, they, they got to finish Superman. Exactly. <laughs> you think I don't know our podcast? So let's just berate him incessantly. and yeah. kick him out of the group chat. <laughs> come
0: on, come on, anonymous man.
2: Uh, but i mean the other funny thing about it is like the book has already been a financial success like they they don't need to have a good ending technically for them to be able to do a good job of selling action figures (laughs) yeah Yeah, like like i said i'm not expecting
1: like a world-shattering reveal at the end like this is a story you've read. I mean, it's the Dark Knight Returns. It's, uh, you know, it's it's been told before. I'm, yeah, you know, like there,
0: there's no new ground here that's being broken. It's literally, like you said, it's, it's literally the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. It just hasn't been a turtle story before. Yeah, like, it's, like, and it's just
1: so impossibly cool to see the Ninja Turtles doing this stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, dark and gritty.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Spencer, I saw you saw my joke.
2: Oh yeah, just the dark and gritty turtles we deserve. There was someone down below that that like that actually <laughs> he was serious.
0: I know it was uh, like
2: oh yeah, murderous serious turtles, and I, I kind of wanted to comment.
0: I I almost did too, and then I was like, I you wouldn't know
2: call that? it serious, like murderous for sure. Raphael does get a little murderous in this issue, but but serious.
0: I was, I was just like, just just let let's let this kid have it. Yeah, Is this on Facebook.
1: Yeah,
2: it's, it's,
0: uh, okay. it. Uh, I think it's on our page.
2: Mm -hmm. it's kind of like how i just kind of let you have it today when you said that uh rise the teenage mutant ninja turtles is an original story
0: uh it is an original story in the context of ninja turtles
2: uh no it's
1: exactly season five of 2003
0: um it is not it is exactly
1: the the season where they get magical weapons to go find a demon shredder yes it's
2: exactly the same (laughs) a demon shredder who has followers that unite his armor to bring Mm -hmm. yeah exactly oh just
1: that mm. whole space. Speaking of, here's a piece of news we need to mention: is that Rise season two is on Paramount. Yes.
0: I, I yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna that say is, that
2: too. That is great news. I did upvote you announcing that and everything. I did too. Yes, thank you. Great. Also, I love. I haven't gotten to that point, but with the black wraps and the
1: longer bandanas, they look badass, man. Uh,
0: yeah, they like season two. Season two is really worth it. like. I'll give you guys, Rise does start off bad. Hundred percent. I'll admit it. It 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 doesn't find its footing until like the eighth episode.
2: I I do have the recording, just so you know.
0: I know, okay. I know.
2: Because
0: wow. <laughs> uh, I'll freely tell people, it's it's the eighth episode. Like with the wrestling episode, is is usually is where rise starts to find its footing, and then um, like obviously all of the twenty-two minute episodes. That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. But it gets really good from uh, Evil League of Mutants onward. Like, that's really where they cemented, like, this is the show.
1: I really wish that Raph would wear that wrestling costume again with the mask that he has in that episode. That's it's really so good. cool. But it's only on the screen for like two seconds. It looks so cool, though.
0: That's what sucks is like they were making action figures of those. Like, there was the little. Yeah, they been a Michelangelo.
2: I know that. And
0: and the John Cena uh, Leo. Mm hmm.
2: And his name is John
0: Cena. Where, where, where. I, was, I, was, I love that they did that because you know John Cena played Baron Jackson in the first. Season.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then after that, he was t- too too big for the budget. <laughs> he,
0: was either, he was either too big for the budget, or there were scheduling conflicts. I think he was doing the Suicide
1: Squad at the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who does his voice in season two?
0: Roger Craig Smith, who plays Sonic in all the video games. Really? Huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. At least, at least, all the modern video games.
1: Wait, yeah, I I figured it wasn't Urkel.
0: Yeah, well, it hasn't been Urkel in like twenty-five years. (laughs) That's
1: what I mean. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, No, but so Sonic has had uh, in the video games, he's had three voice actors: Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan Drummond. Brian Drummond, Jason Griffith, and Roger Craig Smith. Out of the three, I like Roger Craig Smith the most. Um it's it's actually it's a very interesting story how they how they did that. Uh how they did they didn't they just basically didn't tell the casts they were recasting everybody and then just like, here are the new, here are the new people, and they found out when the new game came out.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it 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 was really shitty. Sounds it. So I, like there was a big old stink when Roger Craig Smith said he wasn't going to be, be playing Sonic anymore, and everyone
1: was like, "What the hell?" We should start a separate Sonic podcast, definitely.
0: Uh, yeah, if you want to do Sonic lore,
1: yeah, I, I I can't anymore. I just dropped the comic series off my full list, so I
0: yeah, I dropped the IDW book. Um, yeah, I dropped that a while ago. Mm-hmm. I just I I was buying it, but I wasn't like I wasn't reading it. Like Turtles, I like, actively like at least. I know I'll read Turtles. Yeah. But like Sonic, I didn't have any like connection to this new continuity. Like, cause I, I had been reading Archie for years. Mm-hmm. So I just ultimately like I was buying him, but then I just wasn't interested.
1: Yeah. I remember like being real excited for the metal virus thing. And then like I know the pandemic extended it, but it was like a solid year and a half of like the same exact zombie apocalypse story. I'm like, all right. Mm. For a, for a character known for being fast, this is going awful slow. And like, yeah, nice. Um,
0: and like, I love Tangle. I think she's a great design.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But it's ultimately, like, it's, modern Sonic's not an era that I like anyway. Like, my favorite Sonic comic is one of the last ones to come out with Archie. It was the uh, Sonic Mega Drive series. And it was supposed to, like, celebrate, like, the 25th anniversary. Um... But the series, but like Archie lost the license before the finale came out, so only one and two ever came out. Mm. But um, I got a print of like the third cover, um, from the original artist, nice. And so I have like prints of all three covers, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm I have them framed, I just haven't put up yet.
2: Okay. yeah, I. I mean, I have fond memories of Sonic, but they all come from watching Sonic X. And so Jason,
0: Jason go Griffith, go what, Jason Griffith was uh, Sonic and Sonic X. Yeah.
2: Faster, 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 Sonic so X. yeah,
0: of course, of course, you would have fond memories of go, Sonic
2: go, X. Go, it go, came go, on, go, go. It came
0: on right after
1: 2003.
2: It yeah. did. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I always watched it right after
1: 2003. Yeah. Does that mean? Wait. Does that mean that Kirby right back at you was the popular lead uh It
2: was Ninja Turtles. Yeah, That's that awesome. Is, that is exactly true yep i remember that lineup i would watch kirby ninja turtles and sonic x like i i loved fox box and then also when it became mm-hmm. four Kids, four kids tv that's where i spent the majority of my time on saturday
0: yeah. kirby kirby kirby
1: he's one so good stuff there was also like an f-zero cartoon at that time
2: too if i remember uh, there was, I missed that one
0: there was an f-zero cartoon uh there was ultimate muscle
2: yes I, um, I vaguely remember Ultimate Muscle. Oh, I, Ultimate Muscle is weird. Yeah, Ultimate
0: <laughs> but it's like it's like huge in Japan. Yeah. Um god, what else was there? Ripping Friends, I
1: remember. I don't remember that one. Um Yeah. Was Shaolin Show Showdown part of that? Shaolin Showdown, Showdown was was
2: on WB. Was on WB. Okay. okay. Yeah, WB. I really like Shaolin Showdown. I yeah, I love Shaolin Showdown as a kid.
0: I miss Jackie Chan Adventures.
2: I remember Uh, seeing a few episodes of that. God, Jackie Chan Adventures was so good. I I just have a memory more than anything from Jackie Chan Adventures of like the villain being a baby at the very end of the episode. Oh, I don't remember that episode. (laughs) I think it's
0: available for purchase.
2: Or someone was a baby. I don't know. I think it was like the bad guy, but I, I have like big memories of that one as well. I was able to catch. Look what you latch
1: on to, because it's a show about uh, famed actor Jackie Chang collecting magical talismans to do super karate. And what you remember is a baby.
2: It was, it was a guy <laughs> turned into a baby. You <laughs> still had like his adult face on the baby body. Oh, oh, that's how.
1: Okay, that makes a lot more sense because that sounds terrifying. <laughs>
2: It was like the gag at the end of the episode, or I something. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, but no, I do. I do remember a lot of Sean Showdown. I watched that one a lot. I would go to Kids WB for that one. Uh, I remember that whenever Yu-Gi-Oh came on, it was I had it was time to get off of cartoons and I had to start doing you know this, my Saturday chores and things like that. Mm. So I, I never got to see Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. and so I never got to keep up with the other kids that were all on. Yeah. TV.
1: Y'all
2: yeah. yeah, move, y'all yeah, move, y'all yeah, move, y'all move. That was a banging theme. I also remember watching, but I did, I did end up watching episodes of Yu Gi Oh uh, DX. It's either GX or DX. And yeah, there was so many series of Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, I remember when Five Ds was coming on, but I never watched Five Ds. <laughs> I just remembered that there was a commercial where Mikey, Michelangelo would come out and be like to announce the show would be like five DDDs, five <laughs> DDDs. And, I'm, annoyed uh, <laughs> I'm annoyed by you
1: doing that already. I'm annoyed by you
2: doing that already. Oh man. I mean, the great thing about Yu-Gi-Oh 5 D's, it's like these guys are racing motorcycles and dueling at the same time, but like neither of them have to do with the other one. You know, you can win the race and lose the duel. (laughs) Like strange. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong. And if I'm wrong, and you know, you listener who is listening to what is probably now going to be bonus content, think I'm wrong. Tell me. Let me know. Thanks for sticking with us because we have big news.
1: So I assume this show is already gonna be like two hours plus this bonus content.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, how much does this bonus content? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I usually don't even edit. I'm just like slap it on the end of the episode. I didn't even
0: realize. Yeah, because I, like, I was like, did we say anything we shouldn't have said in this bonus content? I don't feel
2: like we have, we uh, have. except for
1: uh, berating your friend.
2: But we were joking. Did I berate my no, don't friend? berate people, guys. Don't do it.
1: It's it's a no. Main, we it's a. We joke. talked about talking about berating your friend. We didn't actually do it.
0: Did I berate my friend? Oh, God. No, you didn't.
1: No, no. You didn't even say his or her or their name. You
2: can berate me all you want, though. You really want to.
0: I don't even remember saying that. That's how <laughs> out of it
2: I am. While you're recording, is, is what, what I'm hearing.
0: Oh, man. I'm ready to record.
2: All right, let's record. <clears throat>